You know, at its heart, our program is about the personalities you find within America's pastime. And today, ahead of an incredibly action-packed visit to Riverfront Stadium, next time, this one goes 14 innings, folks. Uh, we dive back into the stacked lineup of the 1986 Mets. This week, Keith Hernandez and our kisser, uh, Wally Backman, get the treatment. Blake, how we doing, pal? Yeah, Gabe, I think I'm going to tell you the same thing I told you last time. And, What's that? Uh, I'm fine. You're fine? Good, I'm fine too. Yeah, I think we're all fine. But... Um, <coughs> One man that might not be fine is one Wallace Backman. I'm not sure. For what? What the fuck did I just say? I don't know. Wally, Wally, Wally. You motherfucker. I don't know what you're talking about, Blake. It sounds sounds like Wally is anything but fine. My my brother in Christ, Wally Backman. <laughs> um, I tell you, what a... I, I forgot how um, even until I was... I was watching a little bit of Wally. Um, my God, his his batting stance was one of the uh, more iconic ones of the time. I remember as a child trying to to mimic that one. It was uh, quite the had the the crouch and the bat dangling at the angle down. And you know, Wally's a real student of the game. I guess. You know, it's interesting. I think we could have probably, if we had put any effort into it at all, probably gotten Wally on the program. Maybe we'll hear from him later. Maybe we maybe we will. Maybe I'll, I'll give him a call in between when we got take a, a little break. Got a live line to the the other side with Wally Backman. <laughs> Is Wally gone? <laughs> no, no. Oh, we okay. Haven't. All right. It's, I didn't it, think so. It hasn't been too soon yet. But. <laughs> it's not too soon yet. Yeah. No, I thought I read earlier that uh, uh, some some like sub A team on Long Island fired him mm-hmm. last year. Well, yeah, he's 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 had a few jobs. For what? What the fuck did I just say? I don't know, Wally, Wally, Wally. You motherfucker! Wally, Wally appreciates a nice line of profanity. I found. Uh huh. Wally's a um, also a driving enthusiast, I believe. Uh huh. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm glad we got that. Finally, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yep. We were waiting for that one for a while. Man, that felt good. I like it. Good. I'm looking forward to that. Are, um, would you say you're more fine now? I'm finer, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm finer than Scott Steiner. Holla, if you hear me. No, this doesn't work, does it? No. It works it's for just me. Been, it's just been a while, folks. Yeah. That's all. I just want to hear all the the greatest hits. I was expecting to hear a siren. <laughs> we, uh, as you all know, we're very big wrestling fans. Uh, is that true? Did I? That's not even true anymore, is it? We're not big wrestling fans anymore, are we? I don't. I don't know what you call it. It's a yeah, no, because that's not it. We it's we, an we partake. State of being. We partake, and it's you know. It is what it is. It's full of shame. It's full of pain. It's full of nonsense, but it's true. So, you know, deal with it. But uh, I was watching the Royal Rumble. Mm. Uh, I'm sure you watched it as well last week and uh, last Sunday, last Saturday, last Saturday. Uh, and it's uh, Saturdays now, Gabe. Yep. Got it. Sorry. PLEs. Um, and they don't, they, of course, this year, I, I think part of that is they didn't want to 
compete with the uh, the NFC and AFC championship games. Would have been bad. For many mm-hmm. years, the the Rumble was in Pro Bowl week, in between the championship games and um, the Super Bowl, but um, everything was pushed forward a week on the NFL side. The last the f- two years, I believe. In the fucking the, the Pro Bowl used to be after the Super Bowl. Yeah, but when they moved the Pro Bowl to in between, yeah, that is, that's when it would land. And now the Pro Bowl is like, I was trying to figure this out today. The Pro Bowl is like seven different events or some shit. I don't know what it is. It's not a football game, is it? I, there might be some kind of football game element mm-hmm. to it, but I saw something today that said that they're as part of uh, Pro Bowl festivities. The the AFC have a twelve to six lead, and I'm like. What the fuck are you talking about? The Pro Bowl is like a football game. Sounds like a bunch of candy-ass horse shit to me. Garbage. Bullshit. And I hate it. You know who else I think would fucking hate it? Mm. Nolan Ryan. Yep. Yep. Happy birthday, Nolan. Yeah. Uh, January 31st, our friend turns 77 years old. Hey, Gabe. Hey, it's Nolan. It's Nolan Ryan. Oh, sir. Oh, my goodness. It's so good to see you. Thank you for popping in. Happy birthday. Hey, thank you. I just heard you wishing me happy birthday. I wanted to come in here. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say thank you for that and let you know that my bunghole is tight as ever, okay? Tight as a drum. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't suspect anything less. Don't be spreading no fucking candy-ass rumors about me, all right, boy? I got, I got you. Uh, thank you for stopping by. I really mm-hmm. appreciate it, sir. I'll be listening. Ladies and gentlemen, Nolan Ryan on the whole ball game once more. Yeah, what a lying. thing. Why is it that you always seem to go to the bathroom when Nolan comes mm-hmm. around? I guess if one bunghole gets tight, one's gotta get loose. Yeah, right. It's a yeah, it's a Holy, it's a continuum. The yin and a yang thing, brother. <coughs> it is. Uh hey! Hey Blake! Oh. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey Harry. Hey. 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 Hey, hey Blake. Hey. <laughs> hey, so I was listening. Jesus. I was listening to the show last week, two weeks ago. You know, you understand. Uh-huh. Uh, I wondered, Don't I wondered, <laughs> how, do you, how did it come off? Did the fans like hearing about me? Yeah, Harry, you know, um, I I gotta say, I, and I felt pretty strong going into it, and um, I think we were just validated that you are a fan favorite indeed. The fans the fans do love Harry Carey, um, even in your death. So. Cubs win! Cubs win! Cubs win! We all win, I think. Oh, I gotta go get a beer. <laughs> I understand. Getting deep into it off the bat here, aren't we? There it is. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, the 86 Mets again. Uh, we're probably going to revisit this team uh, a couple more times as we go as well, and uh, on the docket today is, uh, as I mentioned, uh, we've got a little bit on Keith Hernandez this week because, you know, we're going to profile probably every player on this team, uh, at least the starters, uh, as we kind of go through mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the 86 season for them. But uh, uh, Keith Hernandez is a personal favorite of mine, if only because of uh, his his appearances on Seinfeld. Is that your, is that your fondest... Uh... Childhood memories of Mr. Hernandez. Fr- frankly, Blake, it's my only childhood memories of mm-hmm. Keith Hernandez. Living in the the Midwest, let's just keep it at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a kid, I didn't, I wasn't exposed to much uh, East Coast or West Coast baseball uh, unless the Cubs or White Sox were playing that one of those teams. Yeah, he does. Uh, other than well, he winds up in Cleveland in 1990, I think, or 
91, whichever one's the, one of those years is the, the end for Keith. And, um, but yeah, other than that, he's in basically New York for the extent of our childhood. And even he's wrapping up pretty much. And I think, uh, yeah, he was, he was somebody I kind of remembered as playing like, I remember his cards and, and playing like at the tail end of his career. And, um, I remember more of him for his fucking mustache than anything really. Well, yeah, it's, uh, iconic. Of course the, uh, I think, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember mostly from pop culture, frankly, um, until I got a little bit older and actually watched some of those, <clears throat> those Mets games, but the Seinfeld, uh, appearances and then the, uh, the just for men hair color commercials. Mm-hmm. He also uh, did have the uh, the slight drug problem. Uh, well, well, I'm sure we're going to get all the way into it um, mm-hmm. uh, at some point. Maybe we'll uh, we'll figure out how to get those just for men commercials on here, or we'll do a profile on Clyde Frazier um, at some point. Uh, maybe we'll hit yeah. basketball. Maybe yeah, yeah, we'll, sure. we'll run Fuck out of baseball it. eventually, right? Yeah, we'll start doing fucking '70s NBA. I don't even Clyde. Yeah, I guess he was on the Knicks, so he would be in the NBA. I was gonna say ABA. I just Fuck remember it. my 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 favorite part of the commercial because my friends in high school we used to say it to each other. We'd go, "Your beard is weird." Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but you know that's what you do for fun in uh, the Northwest Quadrant of Indiana. I was gonna say it must be a Northwest Indiana thing because B- they bingo pal. They they weren't doing that in my parts. <clears throat> well, we were saying suck it. Yeah, I guess dude, we only said that to the teachers, though. Mm, you okay. understand? Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll uh, uh, w- let me let me do a little bit more pregame setup for the fans who are listening. Uh, this episode is going to be just the personality pieces uh, before we jump into the ball game. This ball game, uh, depending on what version we go with on YouTube, is going to be anywhere from four and a half to five hours long. Uh, 14 innings of action, and I believe a couple of fights, right? Yeah, I think there's some uh, unscripted brawling in there for you real fight enthusiasts. Um, yeah, so basically long ball game and a couple of uh, uh, larger-than-life personalities here, so um, not not going to um, try to commit suicide in the middle of this one, so we're going to split it up. <laughs> I think is what Gabe's trying to say. If I understand, do I understand, Gabe? You do understand. Uh, I'm fine. You're fine. We're all Good. fine. The only one not fine. Uh, well, there's two of them. There's Anton and Bob. Uh, rest in peace. Oh boy. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. We'll start with Keith. Uh, and can I can I yep. say first though that yeah. that might be one of my favorite things in life ever was. Um, listening to Bob read the satanic texts. <laughs> I, I, I loved it. Look um, at the, at the end of the day, Blake, I think, I think what you need to understand uh-huh. is when we're talking about this thing, this thing, it's, it's, it's all about indulgence, right? Yes. Whether, yes. <coughs> whether we're talking about Bob's indulgence mm-hmm. and his final indulgence, or we're talking about, indulging in um watching old baseball or Mm -hmm. talking about indulging in professional wrestling or uh uh appreciating and enjoying it uh 
uh, and and life, even if uh, the rest of the world tells you you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. It's all about mm-hmm. indulgence. Perhaps indulging in cocaine like Keith Hernandez. Oh, big coke guy. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's what uh, that's what they say led to him uh, having to leave St. Louis. All I knew is that Keith was a smoker and Elaine didn't like it. Mm, that's true. You got to think with the mustache there and all that. There's a lot going on with the uh, cocaine, the cigarettes, the, I mean, that's got to get a little funky. Plus, I mean, Jesus, I can't imagine the pussy on there. I mean, yeah, come on. Come on. Like, I mean, who was it that uh, his his mustache smelled like pine tar and pussy? Who was it? Was it Mattingly? Uh, Pine Tar and Pussy was... It's one of the first episodes. Yeah. I I'll, I feel like, <clears throat> was it one of the Yankees? No, was it Balboni? Might have been Balboni. I, th- I thought uh, Marinara for Balboni. Yeah, just, you Mal- know. Balboni did have the Italian food. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was Mattingly, you're right. Pine Tar and Pussy. But, um, you know, Keith could have possibly... I don't know, I'm just spitballing here. Um... Maybe unintentionally got some women high while he was eating their pussy due to the cocaine residue in residue. his mustache. Yeah. It enters the bloodstream a lot faster down there, from yeah. what I'm told. Like how the kids are doing the butt chugging through the That's, anus. It's exactly where I was going with it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. So we'll find out here. Let's, uh, let's jump into it. Keith Hernandez was born October 20th, 1953. That puts him at, yes, you guessed it, 70, this man is 70 years old. By the way, the picture of him on Wikipedia is just the most depressing shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, he's wearing a a, a a baseball cap uh, with the number seven, which is, it's the, the the logo for the seven train in New York City, which is the train that will take you out to Queens to get to to uh, City Field now, uh, Shea mm-hmm. Stadium, right? Um. He's not using just for men anymore. Uh, he's uh, everything's gone completely white and gray, and frankly, he looks like my ex-wife's dead father, <laughs> uh, Manny. Shout out to Manny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Manny made a hell of a uh, steak taco. I'll tell you that right now. Was it Manny Hernandez? It wasn't. Is 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 Manuel Ayala? Oh, okay. Well. Mm-hmm. Manny, Manny was the Manny was the best. Like, hey man, sure. my ex wife was a real piece of shit, but her yeah. family ruled. Okay, well, yeah, that's good for that. Um, uh, let's get into it. Uh, lifetime batting average two ninety six, two thousand one hundred eighty two hits, one hundred and sixty two home runs, one thousand seventy one RBI. Played for the Cardinals, the Mets, and the Indians. Uh, Five-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, NL MVP in 1979, 11 gold gloves, two silver sluggers, batting champion in the NL in 79 as well. He is uh, recently, as a matter of fact, joined the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York Mets uh, have retired the number 17. We'll never see one of those. He's also in the Mets Hall of Fame. I'm going to take a, a swig of this before we get into this because my throat's been bothering me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that a mug root beer? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you remember those things? 
Oh, guys, eyes are crossing. Hey, it froze on me. Jesus, that's great. Um, oh no, it's just a Coke Zero. It's a Coke Zero. That's all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you like root beer? I um, uh, I used to be a bit of a like a snob. Like in my uh, late teens and early twenties, I would like uh-huh. seek out like craft root beers and shit. Oh, really? Have you ever had Virgil's? No, no, okay. I haven't. So <laughs> there's a there's a, a root beer called Virgil's root beer, right? You could actually uh, you can get it in a little pony keg. Oh, okay. Right, and uh, I loved Virgil's, uh, but yeah, I would just seek out like craft root beers and stuff like that for a little while. Um, I have I don't remember the last time I had a root beer. Maybe it uh, we got a couple of drive-ins here that are only open during the summertime. Might have had one there at some point. Mm-hmm. They got a good root beer at the state fair. I look Do forward they? to it every year. Yep. They got this one little fucking thing and it's cold as fuck too. You go there and you buy it's fucking five bucks or whatever. Now you get a 32 ounce plastic cup of fucking cold ass root beer. Just so frosty. And you drink it in about 35 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. On a, a hot July mm-hmm. night in, uh, in uh, September. September is a oh, state I fair. Guess. Okay, yeah, see. In Indiana. Uh, <laughs> how many how many different fairs do you guys have up there? Do you have one for each quadrant? Every every county has a fair. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. of 4-H, right? Like, sure. I don't know if it's big down where you, you're, you're yeah, at. Like 4-H we got those. Was, yeah, we Yeah, 4-H fairs in Indiana. Um, it's kind of the thing. So, I mean, I even raised... I raised a uh, a family of roaster oh. rabbits. Oh boy! When I was thirteen, and sold them at the the county fair. I did. It's oh, true. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. Yep. What? What? Why do they call them roaster rabbits? Uh, because you sell them uh to uh be prepared say, say and it. roasted uh-huh. and eaten at the state fair, at the county fair. So there's people at your state, or sorry, your county fair, and you're cooking fucking rabbits there. And it's eating. like a restaurant. Yep, exactly. Okay. I, you know, it's uh, it's Indiana. I don't know what to tell you. I, so, I'm I'm at a loss. But go on. So there's three three county fairs for the three counties that are in Northwest Indiana that are on Central Time. <clears throat> Lake County, Porter County, LaPorte County. I was raised in LaPorte County. Of course. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> LaPorte County. Uh, LaPorte County, um, uh, right at the tip of Lake Michigan, all three of these counties, like right at the bottom of it. And uh, so I, you know, I would always go to LaPorte County Fair. I actually took my wife uh, before Stella was born uh, to the LaPorte County Fair just to for old time's sake. And like almost nothing has changed. Since yeah. I was going as a teenager, it's really interesting. But uh, I, uh, when I was working in radio with uh, Mike the Mullet Man Summers, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you remember him of uh-huh. uh, whole ball game fame uh, over in Valpo. Um, the the radio station had like a uh, a pop up studio at the fairgrounds, yeah. the entirety of the Porter County Fair. The first year I worked for the radio station was. My sophomore year 
going into my junior year of high school. Now, did the moon pie have a sign on the thing that said <laughs> fat girls only? <laughs> the sign actually said you must be this wide to ride. You must be this tan for this man. <laughs> they got to have a little tan to them. It'll be tan fat girls, not the pale ones. Correct. But no, uh, so... Yeah, the first year I was working for the station, I was there every single day at the Porter County Fair. They had built, um, so the radio station was part of what's called a cluster. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) What that means is that the same ownership had a bunch of radio stations in the same building. Right, uh, a cluster yeah. of stations. Uh-huh. You had Indiana 105, today's best country from Chicago to South Bend. Okay. Which is where I worked. Uh, but then, of course, like if it's a small station, you're you're doing a little bit of everything. I was running a board and uh, that sort of thing on Saturday and Sunday mornings for X-Rock 103.9 and Z107, today's best variety. Okay. And then the third one, or the fourth one rather, is the one that was uh it had been around the longest. Uh and uh like the guy who owned the radio station was like in the CM like it was given a, a um a CMA award, Country Music Association Award, like honorary because he was some famous DJ. Oh. But anyway, it's called AM fifteen hundred W A K E. Yes, wake. Okay. Uh, the music of your life, and basically it was standards. So like Frank Sinatra and bullshit like that, right? Uh, well, obviously geared towards the older folks, right? Uh huh. Yeah. <clears throat> so these these people every year would put together. I don't know when it started, but it was there when I got there, and the whole time I worked there. It was a golf cart, right? But the golf cart was like spliced together out of like three or four golf carts. So it was like a golf cart limousine. Sure. Okay. A what I would what I would do is I would drive this golf cart up and down the the the, the midway at the county fair, and I would I would pick up old people at these stations along the midway so that they didn't have to walk around the fair. It was just an old person show. And that was my job the first summer that I worked at the radio station. <clears throat> Every day at the fair, I was shuttling around the uh, the blue hairs at the county fair. Did you get laid? <laughs> Once. <laughs> Her name was Thelma, and to her credit, she was, I mean, she was only like 58. She had crippling, crippling, uh, like, uh, nerve pain. What do they call that? Uh, Fibromyalgia. um, Fibromyalgia, correct, yeah. Uh, Shot from her hip down to her ankle. But I'll tell you what, the fact that she couldn't feel her left hip was really good for me. He shirts that fucker right off. It's pretty good. Like eating she wasn't a blue chicken. hair. She was she was a redhead. You know, ask me how I know. Uh, was your pussy red? I don't remember. <laughs> um, uh, no, the best part of that though was uh, 
they had they had a little independent wrestling thing come through as one of the the one of the grandstand no hear me out one of the grandstand pieces of entertainment that year <coughs> excuse me and uh and of course and it was it was Mike the Mullet man he wanted a couple of the wrestlers on his afternoon show before the wrestling started that night and the fair board set it up so that it could happen so I drove the the shuttle down to the, the the grandstand backstage and picked up not only Doink the Clown, oh. who I believe I believe it was Ray Apollo and not Matt Bourne. Uh, I was gonna have to ask you, was Matt Bourne alive at the time still? I don't, I don't believe so, because this would have been two thousand or ninety-nine. Oh, yeah. Matt Bourne was gone. We lost Matt Bourne too soon. And uh, riding shotgun on the way back, one hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, you don't say! Yeah, it was very cool. It was right after that cancer, that first cancer scare that Fuck he that had. Guy, um, wh- wh- why do you say that? Jim Duggan's a jackass idiot. He he was perfectly nice. He really I, was. Yeah, I'm sure he is. He's a very nice man. You know what? He's a dumbass. I, I. I don't know what what were we supposed to like about Jim Duggan. He was a he was he he constantly was beating Sherry. Um, it's true. It's true. Like yep. he was always yelling at the ref, cursing at him nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Get off my ass! Did that a lot. Always had boogers. Yes, and and as Gabe guy. Is, as Gabe is doing on the monitor, crossing his fucking eyes, and he was fucking cross eyed like. He, he was, was? clearly he was clearly trying to play a mentally handicapped man with amazing strength, and he did a damn fine job of it because I think Cong- there's something really wrong with him. You did a great job of censoring yourself there because I would have called it what you wanted to call mm, it. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was that was my summer at the county fair. But yeah, uh, county fairs happen uh, in Indiana from shoot uh, end of May all the way through. Mm-hmm. End of August, and then the state fair is always, yeah. I guess the state fair is really in in September around Labor Day. Yeah, yeah, we got county fairs too. That was always the yeah. You go out there and try to get some pussy back in the day when you were out there trying to get pussy. At, yeah, you know, those were the days. Yeah, that was like the 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 couple year period between. Uh, when you decide, hey, I'm interested in getting pussy and I can't actually physically drive my car myself. So you have to get taken to places like fucking county fairs or malls yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we got dropped off, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. This Maybe. one's for you, Thelma. Yeah. Um oh, God rest your soul. We don't <laughs> we, we lost Thelma too soon. We we did indeed. There's no doubt about it. Oh boy. Keith Hernandez. One of Major League Baseball's all-time best fielding first baseman played a key role in the New York Mets' late 1980s successes. Hernandez, who was originally a St. Louis Cardinals standout, found himself in a predicament when he was traded in midseason to the struggling 1983 Mets. His trade was met uh, was due to conflicting interest between him and Cardinals manager Whitey Herzog. Blake, I'm going to stop down right away. Mm-hmm. Uh Talk to me about Whitey, uh, because it seems like every time I've read his name or read something about him, 
somebody had a fucking problem with this guy. What's that about? <laughs> well, I think it's probably because Whitey didn't put up with any fucking horse shit. Mm. So that tended to ruffle some feathers. But um, the white rat, as he's affectionately known, <laughs> also, uh, the the man was my first manager. I I got a I got an autographed Whitey Herzog picture on my wall. So wait, you played for Whitey? No, shut up, asshole. You know what I mean. I, the, I he, he was the manager. I don't understand. Of my, he was the manager of my Cardinals. Oh, my okay. first team. Got it. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I played for Whitey in '88. Gabe. He he fucking um he traded me for uh, Bob Horner um, from <laughs> it's J- a, it's Japan. A pretty good, pretty good trade. Yeah, it, it made some uh, ruffles in the in the media when Whitey Herzog <laughs> traded a seven year old boy to Japan. Um, you know, to the goddamn Anoki Lions. He's still a but um, so yeah, uh, Whitey was also the manager of the Royals before uh, the oh, Cardinals. Yeah, he he was the um, like when the Royals were basically losing to the Yankees every year in the seventies in the ALCS. Like Whitey, Whitey was the manager back then, and he uh, yeah they had a falling out. He ends up in St. Louis, and uh, they have uh, what has come to be known as Whitey Ball. That's most beautiful style of baseball there is. Why? Because um, it's it's uh, it's it's everything is it's it's moving parts in concert. It it is a symphony. It is um, something like it's exciting. It's uh, like the triangle offense in basketball. Is that is that because yeah, that I don't know. I mean, you, got, you got hit hit and run. You're stealing like the Cardinals. I mean shit. They had guys, you know, one guy had still over 100 bags. This guy had still 60. This guy had still 50. This guy had still 40. Even the guys that didn't steal bases would still 20. Uh, shit like that. Just not a lot of power and hitting and running defense, pitching that shit. So I don't know. So that's that's kind of the baseball I fell in love with and what I judge everything against. And um, I got fucking spoiled. So now I have this asshole opinion of everything wikipedia defines whitey ball let's see if you agree with this whitey ball is a style of playing baseball that was developed by former major league baseball manager whitey herzog the term was coined by the press during the 82 world series the team won the series without a typical power hitter instead using speed on the base pads solid pitching excellent defense and line drive base hits yeah basically i mean i i kind of cringe when then people start talking about like styles of baseball and shit. It's like, there's a pitcher, there's a batter, there's the fielder. Like everybody's trying to hit the fucking ball and score runs. And everybody's trying to keep the offense from scoring fucking runs. It's how many, like, no, it's bullshit. It's just stuff for people to talk about. But yeah, like, you know, there is something to that when, I mean, how you basically how you score the runs or, you know, how you win the games and everybody wants to have good pitching and defense, right? It's not like that's something particularly fucking special. Um, but yeah, basically they just fucking ran and ran and ran. And, and the turf was, a uh, that was the other thing too. Like they were kind of tailored to their ballpark. Um, 
Bush Stadium was like a bigger stadium. It was hard to hit homers as Bob Horner came to fucking find out. Um, and Whitey tried to tell everybody Bob couldn't hit fucking homers there. And he was right. Um, so they had the turf and um, you know, like Ozzy got so masterful at bouncing the ball off of the turf, like going from short and things like that. So the Cardinals played that to the um, their advantage and that, was sort of part of part of all that but yeah in a nutshell that's i got i fuck i love whitey so uh his trade is due to conflicting interest between him and cardinals manager whitey herzog however hernandez would not be denied the thrill of victory for long as he and his mets teammates quickly became one of the national league's most dominant teams Keith Hernandez was born October 20th, 1953 in San Francisco, California. Grew up in nearby San Bruno. He and his brother Gary spent hours honing their baseball skills with the help of their father, John Hernandez, who had been a baseball prospect for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Keith was a standout athlete at Cappuccino High School, not spelled the way you think, but because of disagreement with his coach over playing time, Opted to sit out his senior senior Thelma on my mind. Opted to sit out his senior season after high school. Hernandez attended the College of San Mateo, where he played baseball in 1971 before being drafted in the 42nd round of the amateur draft by the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, maybe we do a special series on trying to figure out what how the fuck the Major League Baseball draft works. Because this is not 42 rounds. Give me a fucking break. I, I, like, did you hear what you just read? That's fucking insane. That He sat out his senior season. Yes. And he played college ball. How, like, I would think if you... I would What figure, a prima donna dickhead. Like... Like, Jesus Christ. I, I don't know how you're not, like, just fucking done forever after that. Like... I figure if you quit playing baseball that in your senior year, then no team is going to ever fucking do anything with you. But I guess as we come to find out that uh, he is Keith Hernandez and we are not. So fuck us. Who does this guy think he is? I'm Keith Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Hernandez began his professional career in 1972 with the St. Petersburg Cardinals of Class A Florida State League. He batted 256 with a 388 slugging percentage and 41 RBI. Late in the season, the Cardinals advanced him to the AAA Tulsa Oilers of the American Association, for whom he played in 11 games. Hernandez showed the Cardinals that his game was developing and he still had much to prove. In 1973, the Cardinals placed Hernandez with the AA Arkansas Travelers. What a lousy fucking name for a baseball team. Where his batting figures were pedestrian, but notably he posted a 991 fielding percentage for the second straight season and was among the top fielding minor league baseball first baseman. That's eh, first base, come on. Late in the season, the Cardinals again promoted him to AAA Tulsa. Excuse me, Gabe? Mr. Hernandez? Um, I have a question for you. Oh, okay. How many fucking gold gloves do you have, my friend? <laughs> I I I got it. I don't have any, sir. If I could see you, I would guess behind you there are no gold gloves and maybe a smelly ass fucking dog walking around 
looking for a place to shit somewhere. Hmm? Yes. Uh, the, the, as a matter of fact, my dog is particularly gassy tonight. Yes. So I would say to you, my friend, watch your fucking mouth when you speak the name of Keith Hernandez. Yes, sir. I, I, I sincerely apologize. I'm a fan, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I did not mean to upset. I will be close by and listening. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you never know who's going to show up at these things. Uh, but, but Keith Hernandez, former Arkansas traveler, is here. Late in the season, the Cardinals again promoted him to AAA Tulsa, where in 31 games, his offensive production increased dramatically. 333 batting average, 468 slugging percentage, and his fielding percentage rose to a sensational 997. <coughs> For those keeping track, that's three points away from perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was becoming clear that Hernandez was almost major league ready, and he earned a spot at AAA to start the 74 season. Playing in 102 games for Tulsa, he battled three, batted 351 with a 555 slugging percentage and 14 home runs. Hernandez got the call to the Cardinals near the end of August and made his big league debut August 30th, 1974 against the San Francisco Giants. That mm-hmm. night, he went one for two at the plate with two walks and an RBI. Mm-hmm. In 14 late season games with St. Louis, he battled 294. With a 441 slugging percentage. Are you are you still here, sir? I heard Oh, you. Gabe, yes, that was a oh my friend, let me tell you, that was a great night in San Francisco. My my first night in the big leagues. That is that is where I found my real true passion in life, you know, my friend. The the one that makes you get up in the morning and and, and makes you say, Yes, I, I want to live today, my friend. And do you know what that was, Gabe? Uh, uh. I mean, I would assume baseball, yes. Mm-hmm. No, you would assume wrong, my friend. You do not understand, obviously. I don't understand. It was that night in San Francisco for the first time that during the the action of sexual intimacy, I defecated on a woman's head, Gabe, and it was magnificent. Do you understand what I'm saying to you, my friend? Um... What? <clears throat> I, I, I shat on her head and then I came. That's what I'm telling you. Um. So, so okay. You 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 said defecated. Mm-hmm. Maybe yes. there was something lost in translation. No, no. It's it's the mustache. It it allows me to get away with anything. You know, some guys they grow a mustache, they little thin pussy ass ones, and they say, eh, "I can get away with anything." No, you must have a Keith Hernandez mustache, a thick manly mustache, and then you can shit on anybody's head you want. So yeah, the, like the, let's be clear here you you pooped on this person's head. No, 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 no. Pooping is something that you do in your bathroom in private. No, no, I defecated. Right. Sexual is primal, Gabe. I <laughs> you not understand. I'm trying to make you understand here, sir. I, I hate to split hairs, uh, mm. especially mustache hairs. But oh, do not split my mustache hairs. They have cocaine in them, among other things, apparently. But so you 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 shit on the head of your your sexual partner, yes, and mm-hmm. the act of shitting on their head. 
allowed you to uh, ejaculate or mm-hmm. or it was, you know, there was some kind of separation? What? How did that go? This is a real yin and the yang situation is what it is, you know, a bit of a hide the ball. Um, uh, I I tried to, as, as I am naturally in my stance, you know, um, I, I, I use almost the vagina as a basketball hoop. Um, as the ejaculate, I tried to shoot it in um, from the angle I am doing the defecation. I was a little worried because the, I, you're shooting multiple things here, multiple body fluids, and, and okay, at least uh-huh. it was the... Yeah, don't get me wrong, it could be a bit of a Hoover Dam situation with a crack, if you know what I'm saying, sometimes. <laughs> you understand that, right? I I do. Yes. I do. Continue talking about my baseball friend. All we'll right. get back to this later. My, many right. more stories. Hernandez spent April and May of 1970. We are guys. We are men. Yes. We are. Hernandez spent April and May of 1975 with the Cardinals, but his production on offense was woeful. Batting 203, he was sent back to Tulsa in early June. He returned to the Cardinals as a September call up, and by the end of the season, he had lifted his batting average to 250, and he was in the big leagues to stay. That's right, yes. Well, let me ask you this. Did you have any dalliances when you went back to Tulsa in 75? Gabe, are you familiar with the uh, old song by uh, an old country crooner named Bob Wills? Take me back to Tulsa, I'm too young to marry. Bob Wills, yeah? I, 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 I'm familiar with Bob Wills, mm-hmm. I'm unfamiliar with the tune. Okay. Well, basically, Tulsa, you know, it, my friend is like everywhere else. I went, um, uh, but we did it in cowboy boots. <laughs> All right. Did you? Nope. Uh, while Hernandez made his presence known as a batter, he also quickly gained a reputation as one of the slickest fielders in the game, as evidenced by his 11 consecutive Gold Glove Awards from 1978 mm-hmm. to 1988. In 1979... His fourth full season with the Cardinals, the 25-year-old Hernandez had a breakout campaign, capturing the National League batting title with a 344 batting average, leading the league in doubles, and run scored for the third-place Cardinals, playing in his first All-Star game and sharing the National League MVP award with Pittsburgh's Willie Stargell. Ah, yes, Pops. <clears throat> Let me ask you, uh, Mr. Hernandez, you're, you're still here, right? Yes, Gabe, we are, are old friends. Are. We are old friends, yes. Fantastic. We are guys. <laughs> we we are. Um, at 25 years old, mm-hmm. um, I think back on my life, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm nowhere near as attractive or sexual a human as you are. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, but at 25 years old, when is it that you discovered that uh, that scat play was something that was really for you? I mean, that's young to figure that out, right? I would imagine. Is it? I don't know. I mean, was it from the start, from the start of your sexual curiosity? It was always like, you know, shit and cum go hand in hand. It was the night in San Francisco, as I told you, old friend. It was the first time. Mm-hmm. It was the first oh, time. Oh, okay. All right. So it, was it an accident or did you do it on purpose? Uh, it was an accident. I uh, I did not mean to shit and I did. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I just shit. And it's on this lady's head, and I'm like, oh, God, that's going to make me come. And I fucking came everywhere, my friend, you know. You understand how you come, right? In the Cardinals' 1982 World Championship season, Hernandez battled 299 and drove in 94 runs. 
He helped push the Cardinals past the Atlanta Braves in a three-game sweep of the National League Championship Series. And during the seven-game World Series triumph over Milwaukee, he drove in eight runs. That's correct, yes. Hernandez was performing well on the field, but his attitude and off-field troubles marked him as a as trouble in the eyes of Cardinals manager Whitey Herzog. Fuck Whitey, fucking white ass. <clears throat> well, I'd like your, your take on this, then, as we, we move forward. The root of the problem was cocaine. A 2010 article on the Bleacher Report website said Hernandez stated that he had used massive amounts of the substance That's starting correct. in 1980 after he and his wife separated. Mm-hmm. He Bitch. developed what he in- described as an insatiable desire for more and admitted that he played under the influence of cocaine in his career. I say I did okay, didn't I, old friend? You really did. So- let, me t- let me tell you something, Gabe. I have been doing cocaine for 40 years, and I am still not addicted to it, okay? Let me tell you something about that fucking asshole Whitey, okay? That fucking cocksucker. Nah, I'm fucking joking. I I love Whitey. We're just guys. We're busted balls. We're talking here. It's a locker room, right? Locker room, laugh, ha, ha, ha. The Cardinals decided that Hernandez was causing more problems than what he was worth to them. And on June 15th, 1983, he traded them, uh, he traded him to the Mets for pitchers Neil Allen and Rick Ownby. Amid the con- controversy, uh, Hernandez's play started, stayed sharp. He batted 306 in 95 games for a dismal Mets team and won six, his sixth consecutive NL Gold Glove. Uh, if, look, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. Keith, but uh, were you happy to move from uh, from St. Louis to New York? Listen, I, I, old friend Gabe, I, I I do not know if I would say uh, if I'm happy. I for um, you know fuck Whitey um, basically mm. in the first place. Uh, excuse me. Um, uh, let's see, drip. This best part is the trade that goes down the throat. And just goddamn. Um, but you know, a, ch- a change of scenery, a new place to, uh, new faces to dump on and, and come on. Um, uh, so yes, I was very excited about that. I figured, Hey, New York shit, it, it'd be great. Lots of, lots of pussy and cocaine. Right. But I'm not addicted to it. Okay. Uh, that's one thing I am addicted to old friend. What's that, sir? Gold gloves. Uh, who blames you? Upon Hernandez's arrival in the Big Apple, he was bound and determined, along with manager Davey Johnson, to make the Mets a legitimate contender for a championship. So, in 1984, Hernandez's first full season with the Mets, he made an impact. Batted 311 uh, with 15 home runs, earning a spot on the National League All-Star team for the first time since 1980. He won another gold glove and a silver slugger award and finished second to Ryan Sandberg in the National League MVP voting. That season, the Mets won 90 games, 22 more than they had won in the previous season. They finished second in the NL East. The first time they had finished higher than fifth since 1976. Hernandez's efforts, combined with the maturing of Daryl Strawberry and the arrivals of rookie pitchers Dwight Gooden, Ron Darling, and Sid Fernandez, proved to be the spark that the Mets were looking for. Hey, Gabe. Oh, yes, yes, Mr. Mr. Hernandez. My old friend. Do you know yes. we used to call Sid Fernandez? What did you used to call Sid? 
That old fat fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Get it? Because we're guys. We're busted balls. Busting balls. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Real guy's guy. Real guy's guy you are, Keith. That's right. Pussy. <laughs> In 1985, the Mets proved to rest to the rest of the baseball world that they were for real. They won 98 games, finished second to the Cards in their division. In 158 games, Hernandez batted 309 with 91 RBI and had a 997 fielding percentage. <coughs> That's pretty amazing stuff. Like that, you know, I make jokes about first baseman and all that shit, but that's just not something you see today, is it? Um, no, outside of, uh, mm, it's kind of even started to shift in the last few years too, because it seems like pretty much almost everybody on the fucking team plays at least three or four positions. So, um, you're, yeah, you're even back in the time, the, the first basemen were more of a, uh, your power hitting types and that thing. And. Keith Hernandez and Don Mattingly were definitely the two that could flash the leather. Well, let's see. A quick Google search tells me that, uh, let's see, fielding stats. There we go. League leaders in fielding stats. No, of course not. You got to look up some kind of bullshit like plus you minus do. range factor, Gabe. Yeah, no, this is this is just a giant pain in the nuts. Who nope. led in WRHC divided by plus minus? Yep. <laughs> oh boy, have we mentioned lately that baseball used to be better? Um, I think it came up once or twice on the uh, the Hanky show. Okay. But no, mm-hmm. not since then. I don't think we've mentioned that um, baseball was better and uh, life in general um, really was better. I mean, well, yeah, no, nah, fuck it, it was. I missed the hose. That's what she said. There it is. Though the Mets had finally turned the page on their misfortunes, there was some uncertainty at the beginning of the 1986 season. Isn't that right, Keith? Hernandez was a target in a massive investigation of drug use by Major League Baseball players. The key word there gave target. Yes, uh, no, I hear you. I do. I absolutely do. I think Peter Uberoth's a piece of shit. But drug free uh, in '86. <laughs> on March first, Commissioner Peter Uberoth suspended Hernandez and seven other players for a year, but offered to lift the suspensions if the players agreed to take a number of steps, including contributing ten percent of their salaries to anti-drug programs and undergoing drug tests for the rest of their careers. Hernandez at first said he would appeal, but then changed his mind so he could play the 1986 season. Uh, if you don't mind me quoting you here, Mr. Hernandez, I feel, strongly, I feel strongly that I have an obligation to my team, the fans, and the baseball to play this year. I hope this finally puts mm-hmm. this issue to rest. Yes. Hernandez proceeded to bat 310 with 83 RBIs. His 94 walks led the National League. He won his ninth consecutive gold glove, and he was voted a starter in the All-Star game for the first time. Hernandez's performance helped propel the Mets 108 and 54 in 1986 to a first place East Division finish. Assessing his role in the team, Hernandez said, I've played 12 years, and if you don't know pitchers by then and where to play against different hitters, then you haven't learned anything. I don't have the raw talent of other guys. I have to be prepared. 
And do you know how I was prepared that year, Gabe, in the drug-free 86 year? Do you know how I prepared? Do you want me to fucking tell you how I prepared? I have a guess. I bought... Well, yes, but as you can see, I, I, I passed all of my drug tests, correct? Right. Do you know how I did that and still did all of my cocaine, Gabe? I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't dare venture a guess. I gave my housekeeper $200 for piss from her little boy. 200 total or each time you needed it? The whole fucking year, pal. 200, full stop. Like, that's a bargain. Is I is. am Keith Hernandez. Uh-huh. And you must remember that. Can I, can I ask the obvious question here? Did you ever shit on your maid? Did you ever shit on your maid? Not that one, no. Okay. The 1986 postseason was Hernandez's second career playoff appearance, and he looks to duplicate what he and the Cardinals had done during the 1982 postseason. The Mets' first challenge would be to defeat the West Division champion Houston Astros. No easy task. Their offense was led by MVP runner-up Glenn Davis. Cocksucker. You got some thoughts on Glenn. You know, Glenn was a he was a real piece of shit, my old friend Gabe. He uh just a real uh oh uh, what what did they a teetotaler, uh, that would be it. Uh oh, he mm-hmm. shamed you. He made mm-hmm. you feel shame mm-hmm. for your 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 excesses. Glenn had a bit of a mustache himself, my friend. Uh uh-huh. and he, he, Quite frankly, it was no Keith Hernandez mustache, but Glenn had very high thoughts of it, um, and he he liked to talk a lot of shit about that. And I just he was in. Uh, you look up cocksucker in the dictionary, my friend, and you will see a picture of Glenn fucking Davis. Got it. Uh, their uh, their offense led by MVP runner up Glenn Davis. The other anchors, the anchors of the pitching staff, were two former Mets. Uh, Cy Young and winner Mike Scott and friend of the show, Hall of Famer Nolan Ryan. But the Mets vanquished the Astros hey, in six games. Ahead, Gabe. Oh, uh, you're did, I hear, did I hear Nolan, my name yes. there, son? Did, yes. We're, what, we're talking about the 1986 postseason, sir. Oh, back when I was, uh, uh, who, who are you talking about tonight? Who's our, who's your guest of honor, if you will? We're, we're talking about Keith Hernandez, sir. Oh. That man? You're not a, are you, I, I mean, I, I don't mean to, to put words in your mouth. You're here. You'll be able to tell us. Are you not a fan of Mr. Hernandez? Gabe, that man does dirty things. Just, what do you mean by dirty? Well, Gabe, I keep my bunghole tight. That yeah. man keeps his bunghole real fucking loose, if you know what I'm saying. I'm saying he's shitting on women's faces, Gabe, for orgasms. He, uh... Yeah, I gotta he, go. He had, he had he had okay. He had mentioned he had mentioned that he's doing that. I pre- I appreciate the the insight, Mister. I'm Ryan. gone. Okay, bye bye bye. <clears throat> Astros vanquished the Mets in uh, Astro Ast- Mets vanquished the Astros in six games. The clincher a 16 inning classic, and advanced to the World Series against the Boston Red Sox. Hernandez had seven hits and three RBIs in the six NLCS games. Hernandez started the World Series slowly at the plate with just one hit in the first two games as the Mets lost both games. In their 7-1 victory in Game 3, he collected two hits and a walk and scored a run, 
as the Mets forced a deciding Game 7 with their improbable extra-inning victory in Game 6. Hernandez had a hit and a walk. The Mets fell behind 3 to nothing in Game 7, but Hernandez drove in two runs with a single in the 6th, and the Mets got another run to tie the game 3-3, to and in the 7th, the Mets scored three more runs. The third one a sack fly by Hernandez. The Red Sox rallied, but the Mets hung on for an 8-5 to victory and the World Championship. Yes, my friend. World Champions, Gabe. I mean, we have done it, old friend. We are the guys. We are the boys. We have won the championships. What? Uh, how, how did uh, your first championship in St. Louis compare to your championship there in, in, in New York? Mm, it was much more of a uh, the the championship in St. Louis was uh, it was uh, how do you say um, it was a very snowy night, my friend, <laughs> in St. Louis. Uh, the championship in New York, uh, it was a uh, uh, let's just say it rained a lot and there was a lot of mud everywhere, you know. And All come right. and come. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, thank you. No mud thank with you. no You're saying, you're saying you shit a lot and then came uh-huh. immediately after? Well, you can't do one without the other, you know. I, <laughs> I, how, how do you go to the bathroom? <clears throat> Hernandez was 33 years old as the 1987 season began. He played four more seasons, three with the Mets and a final season with the Cleveland Indians. <sighs> he made his final all-star team in 1987. During the 1989 season, Hernandez's skills began to fade dramatically. He hit just 233 with four home runs, due partly to a broken kneecap, suffered in a collision with Dave Anderson of the Los Angeles Dodgers that sidelined him for eight weeks from mid-May to mid-July. After the season, the Mets let Hernandez go in free agency, and he signed with the Indians for $3.5 million over two years. Keith is quoted... This is a new league, a new city, a new stadium, and a new challenge, Hernandez said, but the Indians pursued me more than anyone else. It's important to me to be wanted. Talk about talk to me talk to me about that, Keith. Why is it so important to be wanted? Do we not all want to be wanted, my old friend Gabe? I'm sure we do, but you know, at that point you have all this money. Why does it matter if you're wanted or not? And in Cleveland of all does... this. Does the earth not want for the sky? I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean, pal. Gabe, do, are you familiar with the term Cleveland steamer? That was never said until I went to Cleveland, my friend. I made that. I am Keith Hernandez. You like that Midwest stock, do you? I like it any way I can get it, old friend. Got it. <clears throat> His time in Cleveland was a bust. He what? played... Who the fuck wrote? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. We should give credit to our pal Michael Martell from uh, from Sabre. I'm going to show that guy's face. <laughs> His time in Cleveland was a bust. He played in only 43 games in an injury-plagued season in 1990. And he announced his retirement before the season's end, and he had back surgery in 1991. Hernandez began... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I have nothing to say. Okay. All right. 
Keith Hernandez? Keith Hernandez? Keith Hernandez, the baseball player? Who does this guy think he is? I'm Keith Hernandez. Hernandez began to seek out ventures that would help promote his celebrity. Most notably, he guest starred in several episodes of the TV comedy Seinfeld. While Hernandez did not say much, his presence alone was enough to make the episodes instant classics. He told the New York Coast, New York Post, rather, saying, I'm Keith Hernandez, is still worth a lot of money. <laughs> yes, it is, my friend. As of 2015, he was still receiving royalty checks for the Seinfeld appearances. I imagine you still are, right? Oh, absolutely, yes. I am a, a good friend of a <coughs> old friend of mine. Old friend Gabe is my old friend Larry David. We are we mm. are very good friends. We were just uh, actually talking the other day. We were talking about the old, uh, you know, Larry made some waves recently with his... Uh, uh, talking about his wrestling and uh, people thinking that it's, uh, you know, all the fucking idiots out there thinking the shit is real and all that. And, and I was talking to Larry about uh, back in my time in St. Louis and, uh, uh, oh, the Wonder Boy, uh, Ric Flair and his famous suplex. Uh, I remember watching him with the uh, on the KPLR TV in, in St. Louis. And uh, we were talking about all the wrestling people and just, I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about some 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 disgusting human beings my goodness you they have very uh, poor mustaches as well they they cannot grow the proper facial hair game you understand old friend it's yep comes in comes in patchy on the sides yeah i understand it's very spotty like they're uh, uh they just they, like they're not uh they're not men they don't have the dna they have they are too uh too childlike uh, they fat they are yes, they are they are less than human almost in a way. Almost, almost. Yeah, no, I would go there. But yep. they're, uh, they spend money though, you know. So uh, got to sell those fucking t-shirts. They do do that. Most of them are black too. The t-shirts, yes, yes, mm-hmm. they all love the black t-shirts. Hernandez starred in the Boyfriend Part One and the Boyfriend Part Two, and then came back for the series finale in 1998. The royalties for that continued too. He also made commercials for the Just for Men hair dye product line including a series of laugh-inducing ads with former New York Knicks star legend Walt Frazier. Mm. Tell me about your relationship with Walt. You guys must be thick as thieves, right? Oh, Walt, Walt and I are, are we are still very, very close in every, um, every way possible that uh, two of the guys can be, you know, he's one of the boys. You know, we go out and we uh, look at the pussy and things like that, yes. <laughs> Having the beers, you know, the guy and shit. Look, looking at the pussy. Yeah, I got yeah, you. You look at the pussy, then you touch the pussy game. You know, so got it. It's yeah, a, it's one leads to the other. It's a whole yeah. process, and then you can shit and come. Yes. <laughs> in 2000, Hernandez began tutoring Mets first baseman in spring training. In 2006, he started a second career doing color and commentary on Mets games telecasts on the SNY cable channel. Hernandez said he was reluctant, a reluctant recruit to the announcing booth, but felt he had to do something productive. He became known for being direct and opinionated about the young men on the diamond. Mm. Much like the young men in the wrestling, you know, disappointing. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Hernandez also took part in Mets community events. In 2012, he arranged to shave off his trademark mustache mm. at an event for charity. It attracted 300 fans and raised $10,000 for a Brooklyn daycare center for Alzheimer patients. Hernandez chose this charity because his mother Jacqueline died of Alzheimer's disease in 1989, 
the mustache that I shaved off Gabe was mm-hmm. fake. Really? Mm, it was an optical illusion, my friend. That's pretty amazing. Well, Dark. Let me let me ask you one of the mm-hmm. more hard hitting questions that you're going to get. Look, we know that that once you got traded to, uh, or not traded, but uh, once Cleveland picked you up in 1990, mm-hmm. you you saw a pretty significant dim- diminishing in uh, in your statistics. This is this is right after your mom died of of Alzheimer's disease. How do you think her death affected your playing? It was an awful serious question for your funny, funny, haha show here, Gabe. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see mm-hmm. how, how you know, how we could get to the, the heart of it all. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, you, you, you think that I have uh, some kind of mama's boy, is that what you're saying, old friend? Not, not at all. We Look, but let's be, fr- as, as old friends, right, uh, we can both admit that moms are important, right? Yeah, I mean, your mom's pretty important to me. <laughs> yeah, my mom's dead too, Because I'm having sex with her because we're the guys. <laughs> I'm my, fucking my... your mother. <laughs> yeah, my mom's dead too, Keith. Le- le- um, um, but in all seriousness, old friend, you know, nah, we bust balls here because we are the boys. and We are the boys. We're yeah. nasty. No, no, that's just... I don't watch that shit. It's that wrestling shit again, uh, yeah. I heard them talking about it. I don't know nothing. Um... But um, anyway, back to the the whole mother thing. Um, you know what? Forget. It. Let's get off of mom's because I just got off of yours. <laughs> the boys are busting balls. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, yes, Gabe. I uh, I saw my mother's bush when I was seven, and it affected me greatly. And then she died, and I was very sad. Is that what, what you I, wanted to hear? No, no. What I wanted is that what really, you wanted to get out of really? Me? What I want to know, Keith, is we've talked about some pretty intimate things on this podcast. Your mom's dead. Mm-hmm. How do you think she would have felt if she had known that you have to defecate on a woman to ejaculate? How would your mother feel about that? I think she would say that's pretty cool. Hernandez was inducted in the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame on August 21st, 2021. On July 9th, 2022, the Mets retired Hernandez's jersey, number 17, and during his speech, Hernandez said, I realized that I had to set an example of how I conducted myself on and off the field, Mm -hmm. and I embraced that. It's a team. I always felt myself as just a player, one of 25. Nothing special about me, just one of the guys. That's right. great time and working hard for a championship. The boys! Yes, we are. We're just out there having fun, busting balls. Hey, look, when you're just one of the guys, they're not watching you, and you can go shit on fucking girls' heads and come. Hernandez was inducted into the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame on August 21st, 2021. On July 9th, I just read that that paragraph. Hernandez has been married twice, has three children from his first marriage. As of 2015, he lived in Sag Harbor, New York, of his post-baseball career, he said, I mean, how bad is this? I am paid handsomely with six months off, and it's baseball. Not bad, right? Hey. Just one of the boys. Ladies and gentlemen, Keith Hernandez. I tell you, what a, what a, what a fine career that man had. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, he, um, he always seemed to, to to take a a pretty 
free and easy sort of attitude about his career, too. Well, yeah, you know, I think there's uh, something to be said about that when you have a, you know, you kind of, um, you set the expectations yourself. You're you're letting people know, like, yeah, yeah, you know, no big deal here. I just, uh, I'm just one of the guys. You, you see, sort of take the piss out of it a little bit. And um, maybe it's a defense mechanism. I don't know. Maybe somebody... Somebody hurt Keith at some point. Who knows? I I would venture to guess that somebody hurt Keith at some point. Um, that much cocaine use has got to. There's got to be some kind of some kind of explanation for it, and I don't. I don't know that. Uh... Oof, hey, boy, hey. oh boy, he he don't like the cocaine, Gabe. He just likes the way it smells. All right. Keith Hernandez. I think the thing that sticks out is the um, the it's important to be wanted. That 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 was the Oof. big one. Where um, you know, I think I think you couple that with some of the the oh, you know, stuff and Keith's Keith's definitely and uh, Jesus Christ, the mustache in and of itself, right? I mean, that's a it's a it's a it's a mask, like. I don't know if anybody knows the real Keith Hernandez, Gabe. It's a it, yeah, it's a mask. It's a it's a it's an icon, right? It's the mustache. You could say the mustache is Keith Hernandez, right? Because that's what everybody thinks of when they think of Keith Hernandez. That's what I thought of as a child. I wasn't even looking for a ride. Keith Hernandez, the baseball player. Yeah, that one. Unbelievable. We hear the uh, the uh, the beeping in the background. If you mm-hmm. can hear that, that is uh, my slow cooker letting me know that the two and a half pounds of chicken breasts are done, so oh, I can okay. shred them for nice. our dinner for the next three nights. Oh well, lovely. There's nothing I love more than shredding <laughs> fucking chicken breasts. I'll tell you that, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you one bit. It's That's hard Keith to Hernandez. do. It's, it, it is. If it's hot, double, too. Double forks, baby. Two, one fork in each hand. Come on. You don't do it with your hands. Hey, we got to. No, no, but you got the forks in your hands. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if if it's if it's it's easy. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Just forget it. It doesn't fucking matter. Hey, I'm not cutting chicken. Um, it's true. I'm spanking. What was that saying they used to have? What were they used to call it back in the day? Uh, spanking the salami, yeah. Wasn't that? I don't know. When we were teenagers, when I thought that was the funny slap, one. slapping the salami, slapping the salami, maybe. Yeah. It was uh-huh. from a there was a TV show or a movie that had it in there that was really. What are you doing, slapping the salami? Oh, Parenthood, Parenthood with um. Uh, Steve Queen Latifah, Queen Latifah, oh. and Steve Martin. Oh, 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 no, they're in a movie together. I thought it was a different thing. Yeah, I know no. what you're talking about. Now. This has got Martha Plimpton Mar- in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That one. Keanu Reeves, even. He's the, yeah, like, Keanu's in it, yep. Everybody, there's a lot of fuck. Rick Moranis is in it. Mm, mm-hmm. I tell you, the, the, the um, summer of 89, I rented more goddamn VHS. Anything that came out on VHS, the summer of 89, I watched it as a new release, and it was fucking magical. But 
I mean, anyway. Batman would have come out in yeah, summer '89, yeah. right? I, yeah. That was a theater. Batman, right, yeah. The VHS didn't come out till '90. Yep. Batman and No Holds Barred were back to back weekends. I think opening theater theater um, weekends. We talked. I've talked about this with somebody at some point. Summer of '89, going to those two things back to back, and a shitload of uh, 1989 Baltimore Oriole games. Why the Orioles? Because I was in Baltimore area. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. You know, it, actually, you know what though? That that actually tracks because your accent's a little Baltimoreish. Well, I was only there visiting my sister for a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm full of shit then. Yeah, you are. Um, also yeah, seeing absolutely. the Great American Bash on tour. Com- did you really? Mm-hmm. Holy mm-hmm. shit! I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm completely full of shit. Um, I was oh, I was going to say yeah, Baltimore. Uh, we could. I mean, if we come up with $2 billion, we could buy the Orioles, apparently. Is that what they're going for? I mean, apparently, there's a pending sale now for like 1.35. So if we uh, we just figure out how to get two in our, on our hands, then I think we should be good. Look, if I had the fucking money, I'd absolutely do it. Because I think it's safe to say that these things just go up in fucking value. Like, yeah, at this point, for sure. And they're like, uh, for the past like five or six years, I read this stat today, they're 28th or 29th in the league in payroll. And oh, yeah, yeah. They got nothing but, like, young, uh, controllable guys. And that team now, yeah, I mean, they're fucking, my God, they're, uh, their farm system is just loaded, just loaded full of talent. Like, it's crazy. they're going to be really, really good in the next five years. Did you see the trade they made today? No, I didn't. What happened? Oh, they, they got um, Corbin Burns from the Brewers, so... Now they oh. got an ace. All right. Well, there yeah. we go. And they didn't have to give up much. They gave up a couple prospects. That was it. I think they kind of fucking fleeced them. But anyway, speaking of fleecing people, what would would you say that the face of our um, kisser of the week, um, Mr. Walter Wayne Backman, possibly it looks like the face of a man that might have fleeced a, a person or two in his life? You know, Wally, you do enough research about anybody, you're going to find something that makes you raise your eyebrow. Like, like uh, he looks like my old landlord. Uh, <laughs> he does. In that picture that you're showing me right now, he looks like my old landlord. Um, but anytime you, you find Keith Dorgan, what's happening, pal? Um, uh, he... Uh, you should probably Google Keith Dorgan because you can probably find his picture. And he does look like Wally Backman. Okay. Um, you're going to find something. You just type Keith Dorgan Goebbels, Michigan. I think you'll be fine. Um, like I know G-O-B-L-E-S. Fucking... Anyway, you're going to find something like 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 Keith Hernandez saying that it's oh, nice geez. to be wanted. Jesus Yeah, Christ. I told you. Did I tell you or did I tell you? The... the... Is this the market development manager? True value or whatever? Yeah. Ace. Ace. Ace is a place for the helpful hardware folks. Boom. Um, why? Why is this guy on LinkedIn? <laughs> he's a he's a very important person. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> the fuck he is. <laughs> um. Wally. Uh, Wally's got some. Wally's got some skeletons in this closet, and as we're big proponents of our our his kisser tells the entire story, even if his story doesn't tell it. 
I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of miles on the face of uh, Walter Wayne Backman. Um, he's, let's see, so he's born in 59, so what does that make him? Oh, uh, God. 65? Sixty, yeah, sixty-five. Uh, yeah, he'll be sixty. He'll be sixty-five mm. in September. Oh, Walters lived four hundred years in his sixty-five years. <laughs> it's um, a lot of pain behind those eyes. A lot of a lot of regret. A lot of uh, pent up rage, as we'll mm-hmm. talk about uh, as we get a little bit further oh, on. Oh. What the fuck did I just say? I don't know, Wally. 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 You motherfucker. With that, I, I'll get going, Wally. Mm-hmm. Um, Walter Wayne Backman, born September 22nd, 1959. Um, He was best known for his time with the Mets from 1980 to 1988 and a member of the 1986 World Series winning team. Also, the former manager for the Las Vegas 51s, um, which was the Mets AAA team from 2013 to 2016, and the bench coach for the Paracos de Puebla of the Mexican Baseball League in 2017. And as of June 2023, uh, Backman was the manager of the Long Island Ducks of the Atlantic League of the Professional Baseball. And on October the 2nd, as you can do the math, that is, um, what, five months after that, um, the Ducks and Backman have parted ways. And Wally is out of baseball. Um, in Wally's major league career, he played for the Mets, the Twins, the Pirates, the Phillies, and the Mariners. Um, a 275 lifetime batting average with 10 dingers and 240 runs batted in. So safe to say, Wally, <clears throat> not going to touch the hall. Probably not. Um, <laughs> well not, below the Bane's line, the Bane's diagonal. Yes, yeah. Um, he is he is definitely worse than Harold Baines, although um, we might find out here. Um, I don't know. Possibly, but he could be in some sort of collegiate hall of fame that we'll come mm. and find out about. Like, it's possible. Like one of the Tollisons and, and some of our other more prominent kissers have been. But Mr. Hankey, um, Mr. Mr. Russell. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, Mr. Russell, indeed. Um, but we will visit our fine friends at the uh, the Sabre Baseball Technology Institute of Analytics in America. And um, our friend Nick Waddell wrote this beautiful piece of Mr. Backman. Um, <clears throat> Wally Backman was perhaps the first major league manager fired before his team played a game. Hey, I don't know what the fuck you want me to say. Oh, hot out what of the, the gate. Fuck do you expect, what do you fucking expect me to do? Right? Uh, you, you want me to be fired up about baseball? Or you want me to, to, to sit on my hands and not do shit? Is that what you want? Because that's what I'll do. But I don't think that's what you want out of a manager. Is that right? Fuck you. Fuck you. Wally? Is that you? I don't see anybody else here, fucker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gonna... What the fuck are you laughing about, jackhole? Huh? Fuck you, prick. Fuck me. All right. Um, that's his fiery personality may have cost him another chance at managing the majors. Can you believe they said that about you? His fiery personality may. I, 
You're a pretty even kill guy. Fuck off. All right. Um, three times he spent st short stints in jail. He declared bankruptcy. Who the fuck? Who the fuck? Who the fuck? Who the fuck? Declared bankruptcy. Hey, get the fuck out of my bankruptcy. Who, who are you talking to? Like, like this is... Are we going to talk about baseball? Or are we going to talk about bankruptcy? You want me to take on my checkbook? You want me to show you my register? You want me to tell you how much money I make? I can take care of that. I can do that for you. But if if we're going to talk about baseball, uh, let's talk about baseball and not my finances, you fuck. And I quote, do you want me to show you my register? I would like to see your register, Wally. Can you please? Do you produce? not understand what a check register is? You fucking pissant! Like I don't know what the fuck you think this is, cunt. But this is this is this is this is not this is it's not so hard to understand. Like if you were around for any period of time before the internet took over everything, oh. then you wrote in a check register, you bitch. <laughs> fuck you. I guess. Um, Go on, talk about me some more, bitch. Go ahead. Fuck guess, you, cunt. Uh, I'll go and, and have my mouth write some checks my ass can't Piss cash. off. <laughs> Piss off, fucker. From this sordid interval in life, he emerged to become a successful minor league manager. Walter Wayne Backman was born on September 22, 1959 in Hillsboro, Oregon to Sam and Ida Backman. Sam was a railroad switchman who had spent a few years in the Pittsburgh Pirates system. Wally was the third of six children. Sam taught his son the game, while both parents instilled the desire to win. Backman is quoted, I was raised to win. I credit my parents for that. More my mother than my father, that piece of shit. Mm -hmm. You're a um, bigger fan of Ida than Sam's? Sam was never home. I don't want to talk about Sam. Fuck you. Okay. Fuck Sam. Um, I was raised to win. Yep. Um, I credit my parents to that, Backman said. Backman was drafted 16th overall. Look at that. Number 16 pick. That's pretty good. First rounder, huh? Goddamn right. I'm a winner. Yeah. Um, in the 19, 1977 June Amateur Draft out of Aloha, Oregon High School, he was assigned to the Little Falls Mets of the New York Penn League. The Little Falls Mets, huh? Mm -hmm. Make it to the Big Falls? What the fuck is that? Are you trying to be cute? Fuck. Yeah, I was. It's a little big St thing. Just fucking stick to reading the thing and just shut up. Will you fucking keep going? What's well, a long, fuck. It's long shows, Wally. We gotta do some fun stuff, and 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 otherwise, I, nobody wants to hear it. God, are you still fucking talking? Well, yeah, Can, that's the whole thing. No, 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 it's not the whole thing. The whole thing is me. Let so, me make that very clear. It's about me. It's always about me. Hmm. Even if it's not about me, it's about my players. Guess what? It's about me. So fuck you. Well, it's actually the whole ball game too, but that's just the name of you know double thing there. See how I did that? Just trying to get myself over to move oh. on, Blake. Okay, sorry, um, Mr. Backman. Um, there, Backman played in all but two of Little Falls games in 1977, mostly at shortstop. The 17-year-old led the team in most yeah, offenses. You got more to say now? Yeah, you, I'm not on the, with the big falls. Fuck you. I was 17 years old. I was playing in AAA at 17 or whatever the fucking league that was. I don't know. It was one of the letters. I don't know. 
but I was playing in in the minor leagues at 17 years old. So you can go, what were you doing at 17 years old? Smacking the salami around? I bet that's exactly what you were doing, you fuck. Fuck you, prick. Piss I mean, off. They're, they're technically all the same letter. It's just different amounts of them, isn't it? Because they're all just A. You got single A, double A, and triple A. Move on. <laughs> um, I had a question for you, and I forgot it now but that, yeah it sounds about right yeah the 17 year old led most in offensive categories including at bats um runs hits stolen bases and batting average i'm playing with guys that are in their 40s at this point and i'm outclassing every single one of those schmucks you talk to me about being in little falls or whatever i'm 17 years old uh-huh. i'm the youngest kid in the league and you're talking to me about not playing in big falls because you're trying to be cute that's what at the end of the day, that's what this is. It's you trying to be cute. So just shut the fuck up, read the biography, ask me your little questions as they pop up. I'll answer them, or maybe I won't. Fuck you. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. And so uh, you're 17. By this time, had you been with a woman yet, Wally? No, fuck off. A man? What did you say? <laughs> I said. You said no to a woman, so I, I asked a man if, if, if you'd been the man. I was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Barely 17 when I went away. Yeah. Well, I don't mean like a man, like a 40-year-old. I meant like another 17-year-old. I was raised in a very conservative household. Yeah. I was not allowed to bring girls home. Ida would have had a fucking conniption fit. Mm-hmm. Sam wasn't around to know, so it doesn't matter what he would have thought. Mm-hmm. I am strictly heterosexual okay there is man there is woman there are two sexes oh okay right man woman sexual that's it two two sexes right okay i prefer women Uh i am a man okay so just to clear all of that bullshit up no i didn't lose my virginity until i was 19 sorry if that was too old for you blake as you live out your childhood fantasies of fucking me Whoa, 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 buddy! Hey, that, that's 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 uncalled for. I just, hey, you you open this door, sir. I thought I thought you were one of the guys like Keith. I thought we were talking, but you're a little little high strung, little fellow. Aren't Are you, you saying that Keith was gay? Is that what you're trying to say? No, nah, no. Nah, Do you Keith... want me to call Keith and ask him if he's gay? See, see, tell him that you're telling people that he's gay? Is I that what you want me to do? Because I'll uh, do it. I didn't say he was gay. I was saying he's one of the guys. Like, he's having fun talking and, and, and busting balls. And, and, and you're all upset about shit and, and getting worked you up. You see, this is the problem. Everybody thinks oh. I'm upset about everything. But really, what it comes down to is people uh-huh. are just fucking stupid and open their mouth like you, you oh. pissant. Oh. Fuck off. Okay. I'll just get back to reading your thing, okay? Sounds good to me. Backman continued his ascension in 1978, playing for the Lynchburg Mets of the Class A Carolina League, where he helped lead the team to the league championship. Hey, did you ever go to any Jim Crockett matches out there in the Carolinas in 78? I, I, I don't know any of what you just said. What the fuck are you talking about? It was wrestling. Like Ric Flair and Steamboat in the 70s and shit. You mean like wrestle, wrestling? Mm-hmm. Like... Like, like the like the WrestleMania, the WrestleMania? yeah, like yeah. that thing, yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake! 
You think that shit's real? Is that what it, like, I don't watch, re- I, am I nine years old? What the no, fuck are you I asking mean, me about wrestling? I don't think it's real, no, of course not. Then why are you asking me about it? Well, because you were... I play it, sports. I play I play real sports. Why would I think about fake sports? Well, uh, the 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 owner of the... The, 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 the what? Jim Crockett owned the uh, the Charlotte uh, baseball team, too. You would have played against them. I thought maybe that might come up in some sort of fucking conversation. That, hey, these why, fuckers why got would, a whole goddamn why wrestling. A kid, why would a guy... I'm 18 years old. Why mm-hmm. in the hell... Would I would I know who the owner of the opposing baseball team was? I don't what know. I, I'm worried about like you're not worried about getting laid. Playing, I'm, we're not playing baseball. Yeah. Go go figure that I'm thinking about playing baseball. You fucking schmuck. Well, fuck me. I'm I'm a baseball player. Uh-huh. Fuck you. Okay. <sighs> he played the entire season at shortstop and again showed off his offensive skills. Backman led the team in at-bats and runs. Fucking wrestling. And was second on the team with a three oh two batting average. His speed was on display. this interview thing. Yeah, no, he's asking me about wrestling. I don't know. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> His speed was on display as well. He led the team in stolen bases and triples. But his 99 strikeouts were the third most in the league. Backman's fielding, however, was of concern. Oh, oh, Wally, that's not a very good fielding percentage. A 947 fielding average at shortstop and led the team with 30 errors. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to make any bones about it. I was young. I didn't know what I was doing yet, and I was trying my best, right? At the end of the day, it didn't really end up being a real problem for me. I was young. I was getting all the kinks out of my game. Mm-hmm. And eventually they moved me up anyway. So it doesn't fucking matter. So if you're looking for some gotcha journalism bullshit, like your fucking Don Lemon or Rachel Maddow, you can keep walking down the street and find somebody fucking else. I always fancied myself more of a Walter Cronkite type. Um, move on. Maybe Armin Katayan. Um, Backman's 1979 season was his first facing some challenges. His offensive numbers dipped, but he was still second on the team in runs and led the team with five triples. Once again, his defensive skills were subpar. 30 errors with a 933 fielding percentage. Gotta get those kinks out, you know what I mean? Like uh, That that, that year was a little better, but it wasn't as good as the year before. and, And, you know, I had a lot of errors. I did. There's no doubt about it. You told- see, see how I own my shit as opposed uh-huh. to you? You ask bullshit questions uh-huh. and I don't admit uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Fuck you. Piss off. I appreciate you taking the time to directly point it out as well oh, after you do it, too. Fuck, you're still talking. Will you please move on? Make sure we get the credit on the record there. Um, the Mets still liked what they saw. Did I already read that? Nope. Offensively from Backman, enough to promote what him to triple What a fucking professional this guy is. Jesus Christ. I will have you know that we have made um, close to a dollar in ad money on this, so we are professionals. Don't forget it, you fucking bitch. The organization had a plan. Backman was switched to you second know what? base. You know what? It's the what? first thing what? that you've you've said out loud that I've respected. So, yes, I will shut up and let you talk. Oh, I okay. appreciate it. Good. Go on. All right. Good. I'm glad we're getting somewhere finally. I knew if you just gave me a chance, we'd find some understanding. Are you done? Please go on. 
Backman was switched to second base in his limited action at shortstop that season. His fielding percentage was 931, but in games at second, it jumped to 965. His skills in offense became sharper. He was among the team leaders for most offensive categories. When the Mets made their September call-ups, Backman was on the list and was immediately thrown into the fire. Look, I remember this like it was yesterday. What you have to understand and what most people have to understand about professional baseball is that iron sharpens iron. And when I'm out there and I'm making these mistakes and I'm doing these things every single day and I'm playing against these guys who are the best in the business at what they do, I fucking become better because they're fucking better than me. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what people don't understand when they ask me questions about this fielding percentage or this many errors or this, that or the other thing. The Mets decided I was their guy. Dougie got injured and I came up and I never fucking left. Well, I mean, he did leave eventually. Shut the fuck up. Move on. You know what I meant. You know what I meant. Shut up. Piss off. Keep going. Did you ha- did you did you ever say iron sharpens iron prior to like 2016 or so? Just out of curiosity, Wally. I uh, it's a good question. I don't I don't think so. probably not. It's relatively new in, uh, in my repertoire. Yeah, Game of Thrones fan. Move on. We're talking about baseball, not pop culture. I don't want to talk about it. Backman, winter is coming. Backman played in 27 of the Mets' remaining 32 games, primarily at second. His fielding was stellar, only one error, and he batted 323 with a 396 on base percentage. Better than any of the Mets' regular starters. You're right, absolutely. Like, at the end of the day, here's what you have to remember, right? Mm-hmm. I'm Wally Backman. Yeah. I'm coming up. Into the team, I'm brand new. Nobody knows who the fuck I am. Nobody knows me fucking from, from, uh, from some random homeless man down the street, right? Sure. Uh, I had I had that scruffy hair. Nobody would have known who I was. What I learned very quickly is that in the game of baseball, you win or you die. Oh, you learned that just very quickly. Like that was. The fucking immediate lesson. You win or you die. All that fucking iron sharpening iron does get dangerous, I suppose. Are um, we are we fucking done? Is that uh, what you stopped talking? I, I was about to say, I'll move on. You got, <sighs> you got me doing your shit now. I'll move on. Um... Backman's 1980 call-up and 1981 spring training earned him a spot on the 81 Mets as a reserve infielder. He played in 26 games, mostly as a pinch hitter, before the Mets sent him back to Tidewater on June 8th, just days before the players elected to strike. Backman was upset by the demotion and the lack of steady playing time. He played in only 21 games for Tidewater before tearing his rotator cuff. Backman missed the rest of the 1981 season while rehabbing the injury. You ever injured your shoulder? Um, once. Now, how did that feel? You enjoy it? Um, I tore a Dutch rudder. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. No, of course you didn't enjoy it. You know why? Because it fucking hurt. 
Uh-huh. As a baseball player, you do everything with your shoulder. Absolutely everything. You field with your shoulder. You bat with your shoulder. You throw with your shoulder. Uh-huh. That's what you do. And it hurt. All right? That's why I was out. What I'm if it's your... Of, I'm non- not fucking proud of it. Don't ask stupid fucking questions. What if it's your... Ask, non- ask, go, uh, you're going to let me talk? Or motor mouth? Or what? I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I was going to ask a question to follow up on your shoulder thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, you said you do. I said, what if it's your non-throwing arm, though? Then you wouldn't be throwing with it. Have you ever held a baseball bat in your hands, you fuck? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever swung a baseball bat? Yeah, but that's not fielding. You said everything, and you broke it down and into hitting and fielding and throwing. And, and, and if you were throwing, and it wasn't your throwing shoulder... Then it wouldn't Jesus be a- fucking Christ! Is this your first time talking to an adult? I'm just trying to to, to understand that. Stop! Just stop uh, trying. If you keep if you keep trying, you're gonna. You're go- that, what? That, that continue. You, don't try. You don't. Here's. Oh fuck! Are you okay? You know, it's uh, uh, this is uh, this is arduous. Uh, this is a uh, difficult. Uh, this is difficult to get through because you keep. Um, it's again, we're back to this gotcha journalism bullshit. I'm a, I'm a fucking sixty-five-year-old uh, man who played baseball for a little while and now manages baseball, and I know what the fuck I'm talking about, and clearly. You're reading somebody else's bullshit and and starting to ask me questions about my career, and then you you come to me with what about your other shoulder that's not being used to throw? Like I was I was it was it was difficult for you to understand that 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 no matter what you do, if you hurt your shoulder when you're playing baseball, somehow you're gonna re-injure it or hurt yourself even further if you don't sit out for a little while because. You got to swing a bat and no, if I'm fielding a baseball with one, one arm and it's not hurt, then I suppose I'll be all right. But generally when you feel the baseball with one arm, you reach over, you grab it and you throw it with the other. No, I, I don't know why this is so hard for you to fucking understand. Right? So do me the favor of just not asking stupid fucking questions and trying to catch me in some kind of weird aroboros of some snake eating its own tail because I will fuck up your world. Hey, you know who wouldn't have that problem, Wally? Piss off. Jim Abbott. After the 1981 season, the Mets decided to retool their middle infield. They traded their starting shortstop, Frank Tavares, and their starting second baseman, Doug Flynn, with the idea of giving Backman a chance to take over second base and Ron Gardenhire to take over at shortstop. Most worthless baseball player I ever I ever shared time with. Gardy? The, the, goes on to be the Twins manager? Piece of trash. Ah, really? At the end of the day, he was there for... All the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there to play baseball. He was there to, to to get rich. He was there to garner fame. He was there to 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 get a nickname. Like just a just a real piece of shit. 
See, fuck to, him. Fuck hi- Ron Gardenhire. They're to hire gardeners. So let me ask you this, Wally. This is just Jesus a wild. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Come on. Um, a wild off the wall idea here. And I'm. Oh, from you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. It, indulge me. Like one final indulgence. Um, do you possibly have some sort of uh, hard feelings towards Mr. Gardenhire because he went on to become a successful major league manager very early on oh, in the 2000s? Okay, now I see where we're going. We're going oh. here again. Oh. We're doing this again? Well, we're going to keep a, doing this. It's a reason. We're going to keep going. You got pretty hot pretty quick. What did you call Don him? Don fucking Lemon. Don what, Lemon himself. What, what did you this, call this him? this fucking podcast, What right? did you call him? The most Piece worthless? Yeah. Worthless. Yeah. Yep. I mean, mentioned his name, and I mean, you were on it. Okay. Yeah, it just if, if I'm if I if I were to mention I don't know let's say, um, your mother wouldn't you be upset? I, it depends on the connotation, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I you you didn't hop on anybody else like that is all I'm saying. So I I just beg the question in my mind, maybe because you know, Guardy got a, a managerial job with the Twins and. Guardian. successful okay. there and, oh, and you know you obviously would love to have him shot in the majors managing where not in uh long island or wherever the fuck you are um or were um but let me let me speak just on that? let me let me break it down let me break it down for you this way right okay power resides where men believe it resides it's a trick it's a shadow on the wall and a very small man can cast a very large shadow and Gardenhire learned the hard way that this small man casts a very large shadow. Okay. I understand. I do you understand? I, do you understand, I, I, I don't. I don't think I do, really, no. Fucking prick. I mean, it seems to me that you got some problems with Gardenhire, but that's fine. It's fine. It really is. Um. So, uh, new manager, George... Bomberger worked all out all the infielders at all positions during spring training. Well, you can pronounce shit then too, can't you? Well, Jesus Christ. You know, we, we bounce back and forth a lot. I got to try to remember where we're at and all that kind of shit too. So, you yeah, know, hard for you, I'm sure. Well, it's been more difficult with you than anybody oh, else. If, if that makes hell. you feel fucking special, which you obviously need to. Um, so, all back- I need from you is to, for you to try. And you're not yeah. even trying. I'm trying to read this, but you won't shut up. Okay? Can we get do through this together? Do you fucking want me here, or do you not want me here, fucko? I, I don't know. You people just wander in and out of this fucking thing, as far as I can tell. So, I don't know how you got here, quite frankly, in the first place. Are you dead? I don't think you're dead yet, are you? No? Yeah? I mean... You might want to look into I mean, that before the end of this. You might be, but yeah, I'm okay, not. Well, let's let's see. Um, Backman batted 272 and his on base percentage 387 was the best among starters on the team. Um, he gained a reputation for bad defense, which he attributed to his rotator cuff injury. I got labeled that year for a bad glove, and it really bothered me. Backman said. A couple of years later, the season before I tore my rotator cuff and in 1982, it still bothered me like in 81. 
Backman's 82 season ended early when he fell off a bicycle and broke his collarbone. Should I speak on that, Wally? How'd you fall off the bicycle? <sighs> Boy. Okay, I figured this was going to come up. It's fine. It's fucking fine. Um, I, uh, it, there was there was a time when I liked to, you know, like uh, like like most uh, ball players. I you know at this point I'm I'm hardly twenty one years old, and and I enjoy a beer. I don't know what to tell you, mm-hmm. right? I like beer here and there, uh, and and I had a couple extra beers that night, and I always kept kept one a bicycle in the clubhouse, right, just in case I drank too much, so I didn't have to drive home drunk i thought i'll just ride home and i fell off my bike on the way home i was drunk i don't know what you fucking want from me i that's that's more than enough for me i am i am satisfied with your answer is that good you you good yeah fine move on fine okay hey you look at that you were on the trading block during the offseason wonder why um, but again, found himself in the mix for a starting role in the 83 Mets. He impressed the coaches with his offense during the spring. Bobby Valentine, the Mets infield. Bobby V. Bobby yeah. V. Yeah. Love Bobby V. Bobby V is uh, uh, actually was the uh, the officiant at my wedding. Oh, imagine that. Um, the uh, absolutely, he's the um, he's the epitome of what a manager should be. Uh-huh. Uh, he's fucking influential. He's fucking inspirational. He's fucking um, he's just a fucking amazing man, and I don't know what the, I would have fucking done without him. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you have somebody like that in your life. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. You know, uh, don't think that I don't sense the insincerity and disingenuousness in your voice, you fucking prick. Oh, okay. Um, Bobby Valentine, the Mets info coach, called Backman the best. How many hit- fucking listeners does this thing have anyway? Um. You know we're big over in Europe. We we got Bosnia, we got uh, uh, Germany, oh, Ireland. We got a guy fucking, in Ireland that you fucking, said fucking loves, loves you said this fucking thing. Bosnia. Yeah, you said Bosnia. War torn. <sighs> Hopefully our listeners only for the last good. thirty years or so. Not a big deal. Yeah. Well, I'm Jesus sure. You, I'm sure you keep up on a lot of uh, look. World winter events, is winter you? is winter is coming, my friend. Uh huh. Yeah. What's your news station choice, Wallace? Uh, oh, I'm glad you asked that question. Actually, that's actually a a pretty refined sort of thought thought process. Um, Is it? Uh, I I I really I don't know if you're familiar with Newsmax. <laughs> I'm not. No. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, uh, Is it like a what? Cinemax thing? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Newsmax is like. It's like what Fox News used to be, like in in two thousand four, right? Like, oh, okay. Um, you know, before they got all all the libs started hanging out there at, at uh, Fox News now because fucking uh, Fox what News fuck? is liberal. Is that, is that what God, you're are you me? kidding me? Yeah, it's full of libs. Oh, okay. You kidding me, libtard fucks. Mm. Every single one of them. Don't get me started on. I mean, I've told you how I feel about CNN and MSNBC. I think I've called you Don Lemon three times now. Uh huh. Yeah. Fucking prick. Um, See, I thought uh, CNN I like, was like the middle of the road one. Like, like I uh, absolutely fucking not. Just no. a, the 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 most socialist uh, news organization in North America, without question. I like Breitbart a lot. 
Breitbart's good. I, I follow them online. Um, probably the one that I, I, I follow most though. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, Alex Jones's thing. Uh, fuck. Uh, uh, I listen to the No, 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 no. You know, Alex Jones. He's the, uh, he's the guy that told the truth about the Sandy Hook attacks. And about uh, you know the, the those kids and and their parents being like trauma trauma actors and bullshit, uh, you know who I'm fucking talking about. Um, uh, the network that he's got. Uh, God, uh, I always do this. I I don't pay close enough attention. Um, Infowars, that's what it's called. Oh Infowars. yeah, I'm big fan of that. I, I follow that on social media. I I, I used to be on um, you know Facebook and. Um, to follow some news and stuff like that, but I don't do it anymore. I'm just on uh, uh, Truth Social. It's Trump's Trump's uh, social media is so much better than Twitter ever was. I'll is it that right yeah. now? Like, yeah, it's it's just you know you get the actual truth out uh-huh. of this stuff. You who's, know who's truth? What I'm sorry, who's truth? There isn't there isn't multiple truths. There's just the truth. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, somebody's got to decide it. <sighs> Hey, you know, in CNN, that's uh, Ted Turner's old thing, right? Hey, Ted's a good guy. Baseball man. Sure. Yeah, no, Ted was, uh, Ted was a smart businessman. I think he's uh, he's got some brain problems now, but uh, Ted, Ted was a good guy. You know who I really like, though? Um, uh, 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 Alex Chad Jones. Reem. I I don't I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, pal. No, I thought you listened to the show. Maybe like what what are you? What the fuck? Jesus Christ! Like what? Why are you so? Why you act so cute all the time? What is that? Like, do you have some kind of complex where you got to try to make little jokey jokes every two minutes? Like, can we talk about baseball or fucking not? If you don't want to fucking talk about baseball, we can move the fuck on. You're telling about Alex fucking Jones. You asked me my favorite news outlet. Did you not, fucko? I I did. You started down this road. Now, let's take the car, make a hard left, and get back to the fucking topic at hand, which is fucking baseball and my fucking career, by the way. Isn't that the whole problem, though, Wally? That you don't want. You're us the to, whole fucking problem, you, pal. No, how about that? No, yeah, you. No. You're you, the fucking problem. In the problem, you have do, you seen your face? You no. This is the whole ball game. The the problem is, is, is like you said, you don't again. Fucking cutesy pie bullshit. Yeah. Well, we we can't have you letting us take a left anywhere. We gotta make sure and take a hard right, don't we? That's a good point. I yeah. shouldn't use the left. You're right. <laughs> you're right about that. Fuck. Can't can't tell you you're wrong about that. That's for fucking sure. <clears throat> he made the team and played sparingly until he was sitting down to Tidewater on May 17th. The demotion upset Backman, and he requested a trade. Sure fucking did. They didn't give it to me, though. Fuck them. <laughs> I'll go play hard, but at the end of the season, I hope the Mets trade me or release me, he said. At the end of the day, I've never minced my fucking words, have I? Have I minced my words with you? Have I told you exactly what the fuck I think of you at every turn? Have I, fucko? I think I have. Yes. Congratulations. I really need to get away from this organization. There's no place in it for me. Tidewater and future. Med- I can call. I can call. I can call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. Look, at the end of the day, fire can't can't kill a dragon, right? 
and and I'm iron sharpens iron. I mean, we all know that. I will admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong then. Okay. Well, we, he's a man's man, if nothing else. Um, Davey Johnson uh, helped Backman get back on track. Brother. Um, Backman praised Johnson. The best thing that happened to me was having Dave Johnson as a manager last year, he said in 1984. Dave put me lead off to begin the season. He saw what I could do and had confidence in me. That took a lot of pressure off. I could relax and play my game. Backman's typical good offense became better with a 316 batting average, but it was his defense that was the story. He made only 10 errors at second. Backman credited former second baseman Johnson with his turnaround too, saying, in the field he showed me how to anticipate situations and showed me what I'd been doing wrong on the double play. Johnson's work paid off as Backman was the favorite for their Mets starting positioning entering at the 84 spring training. And Johnson had also been named the Mets manager. You see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. I, I, you know, I was, I was pissed off. I was still young too. You got to remember I was what, uh, 24, mm-hmm. 24 years old at this point. So I feel fucking baby. Mm-hmm. This is 40, God damn, 41 years ago. Holy shit. Um, you only been getting yeah, laid no, for my, five years. My, my, my thoughts on Davy Johnson uh, went backward and forward and up and down and left and right all the time. Like uh, you know, like any good relationship with a manager should. Look, mm-hmm. I know uh, taking care of my kids in the minor leagues. Uh, you know, it's very important to have a good relationship with them. But tough love is always the answer as a uh, as a coach. You know, mm-hmm. do you? Do you know when to fire them up and know when to come down hard on them? That's mm-hmm. the most important thing, right? Like mm-hmm. I could run into a locker room and go, look, what do we say to the Lord of death? Not today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Or I come in and, and and just read them the riot act, you know, and tell them that they're a bunch of fucking cunts and pussies and they mm-hmm. don't know how the fuck to, to throw a ball or catch a ball or, uh, you know, that they're failing in the eyes of baseball generally and, and, and sure. overall, you know, they sometimes you need to fire them up and sometimes you need to call them on the carpet for their bullshit. Uh-huh. Just like I've called you on the carpet sure. for your bullshit. Yeah. Uh-huh. And just like I've told you when you ask me good questions, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to mince words. No. I am going to be truthful at every step. Yeah. No, you're, you are the decider. That is clear. Um, very, very much so. I will say um, it's a, just a refreshing breath of uh, uh, fresh air. I, 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 I can't thank you enough for your um, straightforwardness, Wally. Why does it take you 10 minutes to read one, to, to say one sentence out loud? What the I, fuck? I'm trying to convey can my... We, uh, can we move on mm-hmm. um, in 1984, Backman started 108 games at second for the Mets, batted 280, and made only 10 errors at second base. For the first four months of the season, Backman platooned with Kelvin Chapman. When Chapman was sent down to the minors, Backman was given the job full time, given the full time job, and he performed well offensively and defensively. The 98-win Mets finished second three games behind pennant winner St. Louis in the NL East. Still, Backman's splits against left-handers and right-handers 
were cause for concern. Yeah, I was never good against the lefties. I was. I just never could quite get it together. Yeah, yeah, I could never get it together. I don't know what it is. I still don't know what it is, and it still fucking bothers me to this day. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course, especially if it has to do with fucking baseball. Yeah. Um, was your father left or right-handed? Uh, my father was a lefty, yeah. Yeah. Um. So before the 1986... Wait, 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 wait. You don't have a follow-up question to that? Like that, what are you just fucking planting seeds to pick later? What the, f- like, how long is this going to go? Ask ask your follow-up. Don't act like you, mm-hmm. you're not trying to point something out with that. I know what you're fucking doing. Just fucking do it, will you? I think I did it. You didn't. You didn't do shit. You asked one question, then you got quiet and you started yeah. reading again. Well, you answered no. it. I just wanted an answer. Don't bullshit a bullshitter. Well, I- don't do it. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to get me on this one, Wally. Look, I, I we're mean, only hu- we're only human, right? And and God has fashioned us for love. Sure, it's our great glory and our great tragedy. Am I right or am I wrong? Do you ever find that you need to read the scripture to the boys? Scripture? No. You fucking kidding me? I don't read. I'm not a Christian. I don't read the Bible. Uh, I thought that's what you were just giving me with some. Was that not a Bible thing? What? What? I don't know. You're talking something about some sort of Bible sounding shit. What? Hey. You said something about the Lord, didn't you? Oh. <clears throat> okay. Real talk. Okay. I find the works of George R. R. Martin to be the greatest, uh, the greatest literary masterpieces of all time, and occasionally some of his work may influence my work as a professional baseball manager. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it it applies everywhere, and that's why it comes up in many different circumstances. So it, we're going to leave it at that, and we're going to move on. Right, fuck. Oh, right, I, fucko. I, okay, I'm fu- right. I'm fucking okay. Yeah, right. Um, traded for Minnesota second baseman Tim Tuffle. Backman initially took the tra- trade in stride, saying they're looking for anything to strengthen the team. Man, you can almost hear the pain in your voice in that one. Um, meanwhile, he lost his arbitration case against. Why is it you to move fast? Move on. <laughs> he asked for a salary of four hundred twenty-five thousand. It was awarded three hundred and twenty-five thousand. Spring training did not th- nothing to clear up the competition at second. Backman entered the season platooning with Tuffle, playing against right-handed pitchers. He rose to the challenge, batting three twenty as the Mets took first place on April twenty-third. And that's what players do: they rise to the challenge. Mm-hmm. Tuffle was not a player. Oh, he was a guy who liked baseball and was moderately good at it. I'm a player. I am given a challenge, and I rise to my challenge mm-hmm. every single fucking time. And if I fail, I own up to it. We look up at the same stars. We see such different things. Am I right? You understand. I think I do now, yeah. I think I do. Oh, fuck. Oh. <sighs> you were... 
Backman played in in twelve of the thirteen Mets postseason games, batting two thirty eight in the NLCS against Houston and uh, three thirty three in the World Series. Before the nineteen eighty seven season, Backman signed a three year, two million dollar contract to continue to platoon at second for the Mets. Backman was outspoken about his teammates and their willingness to play hard. He and teammate Lee Mazzilli accused star outfielder Daryl Strawberry of faking an injury for two games. Look, at the end of the day, was I right or was I wrong about Daryl? Right? I have my feelings about Daryl Strawberry. I'm sure he has his feelings about old Wally Backman. But tell me this, was I right? Or was I wrong about Daryl at the end of the day? Daryl had problems. And Daryl wasn't willing to own up to his fucking problems. That fucking... Daryl wasn't willing to own up to his problems. Well, maybe he was really hurt that day. I mean, just because in general he ended up, you know, having those issues. Maybe not that particular one where you said, I mean... I saw it. Okay. That's at the, at the what what really matters here is I saw it. Sure. I called out a problem, mm-hmm. something that was going to break apart his career. Yeah. Early on, and nobody believed Owali. No, not at all. They all said, "No, he's the greatest. Oh, he's great. Oh mm-hmm. no, you know." And Daryl didn't like the fact that. Fuck it, I'll say it. A white kid was telling him mm. his problems. Oh. That was Daryl's problem: is that I was white. You see anybody that? who claims anybody who claims that white privilege is real has never played in Major League Baseball. Uh, are, are, do you do you find a lot in your life, Wally, that you were the victim of some uh, racism? Oh, are you kidding? In baseball, there's nothing but reverse racism in baseball. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like it's like these these black guys are are just. Fucking easy, Wally. Uh, you know what? I appreciate you. That was you see. Now you're acting like somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. Thank you. Anyway, move on. Strawberry responded, "I ought to bust that little redneck." Yeah, I remember that one. We got into it in the the, the clubhouse over it. As a matter of fact, Backman had two solid seasons platooning for the Mets. However, the team wanted to give one of its top prospects, Greg Jeffries. A chance at second, so Backman was put on the trading block again. Girl, Greg Jeffries. And in December 1988, he was traded to the Minnesota Twins for three minor league pitchers. Yeah. How'd you feel when that happened, Wally? Gone from your, your Mets, you'd been there for eight seasons. I uh, I, I appreciated my time with the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my time... In Minneapolis, I wasn't a big fan of. Um, I don't, you know, I. You, uh, well, you and like your your to this day, your friend, um, you and Frank Frank Viola, you, you <coughs> got to spend time, and he was on the uh, defending world champion Minnesota Twins, and now you just put a bunch of weird fucking pictures of him sleeping all over your <laughs> all over your Twitter. What's that about? <laughs> Hey. Oh, Frankie. Man. I love him. Hadn't heard you laugh this whole fucking time. Uh, uh, well, you didn't. Uh, we haven't talked about Frankie, have we? Oh, let's talk uh, about Frankie. Fucking, fucking Frankie Viola. Uh, uh, there's no better man 
uh, on the face of the planet. Uh, I uh, I love him like a brother. Uh-huh. I uh, I do anything for him. I uh, yeah. I, you saw the uh, uh, the picture thing. Yeah, uh, the yeah. picture website. That's, that's uh, I where you like it's on your phone and mm-hmm. you put the pictures up. Mm-hmm. And so I I started taking. We'll, well, we do a lot of traveling around, right? And he comes to a lot of the games and that sort of thing. And I'll fucking take a picture of him when we're on the bus. He's fucking taking a nap. So his mouth, you know, I call him the fly trap. Because oh, he's, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Mouth uh, is wide open yeah. and shit. So I take a lot of pictures of him. But uh, no, I mean, at the end of the day, like. Uh, I tell him all the time, I say, Frankie, you're mine as I'm yours. And if we die, we die. But first we'll live. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, you understand. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's just a friendship at the, at the, the highest levels. Really yeah. good man, Frank, Frank Viola. The best thing that came out of my time in Minnesota is my friendship with Frank Viola. There's no doubt. You guys ever have any sword fights? I mean, since you're into the, the game of Thrones and all that. Iron ones. All right, I'm going to explain this to you one time. Okay. <clears throat> one more time, I guess. Um, first, the cute little bullshit comments aren't appreciated. I know what you're trying to do. Fuck you. And second, Game of Thrones is the name of the first book in a series of seven books total, five of which have been published, called A Song of Ice and Fire. Okay. You have a Game of Thrones, a Clash of Kings, a Storm of Swords, a Feast of Crows, and then uh, a Dance with Dragons. Those are the five that are out. Oh. Six and seven, uh, uh, The Winds of Winter and A Dream of Spring have yet to be published. Oh. But that is a common misconception. I'll forgive you in this instance because, you know, the TV show is really what people... Sure. Understand and realize and that sort of thing. And and it was fine for what it was. Last season was a little bullshit, if you ask me, but mm. you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's not a game of thrones, it's a song of ice and fire. Mm. Thanks. So there's six more uh, things two, of the two, two, two more books. Two more books coming. That aren't even done yet. And not in, done, no. In total, plus Game of Thrones, there are seven of these things and uh, are all the others just as long as Game of Thrones is? Uh, I mean, longer. Really, they get longer as they go, it seems like. I Who think the fuck's got time for that? <coughs> you mean some of this shit's not even written yet? I mean, it's 2024. Anything that's worth a fuck's already been done. You don't... Uh, it's one thing... To insult me, uh-huh. it's one thing to be cute. It's one thing to run me around on on the on my time. By the way, uh-huh. we're on my time. Oh, I mean it's my time too. Fuck you! It's my time. Okay. <clears throat> it's a whole other thing. The whole ball game. It's a whole other thing to blaspheme the good goddamn name of George R. R. Martin, and and I would appreciate it if you didn't fucking do it ever again. You fuck. Okay, I'm sorry. I. It's good. You see, that's the right response. You know, nothing cute about that. You just said I'm sorry, and you're gonna move on. You know, we got the wrestling. That's our weird kind of creepy thing, and you've got this. And I get it. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Well, no, no, it's fine. You're fucking comparing well, you that be... fake bullshit wrestling shit to yeah. the books that I enjoy? You gotta be comfortable with it, Wally. That's all I'm saying. Like, once you're comfortable, comfortable with Comfortable with fucking what? Well, what are you fucking talking about? Comfortable with what? Ultimately, I'm talking about you being comfortable with yourself, if you'll let me help you. We had one guy that wouldn't let me help him one time, and he ended up killing himself at the end of this. He was just, yeah, I heard about Bob on, on this thing. Mm-hmm. He, like, Bob was a good man, and I blame you, frankly, hey, for his untimely the, death. Blame the fucking devil, okay? I'm. Is that who you are? I, it makes a lot of sense. I don't really believe in that sort of bullshit, but, I mean, you know, hey, you got some spiky eyebrows, I don't know. They say the the greatest trick the devil ever played was making the world believe he didn't exist, right? You like that fucking fantasy shit. Are we going to keep going or what? I was going to try to do the theme song, but I can't, so we'll go on. After a 100-win 1988 season, the Mets were expected to compete for the league league. But a slow start to 1989 had people questioning many of the offseason moves, including the trade of Backman. One columnist called the trade of feisty Wally Backman a move more questionable with every lethargic game the Mets play. Rightfully so. Some of those, uh, some of those guys, those baseball writers in New York on the beat, they were absolutely fucking relentless. Um, and you know what? They're right. Ultimately, they shouldn't have moved me. I, I don't regret it because, you know, I met, uh, I met the love. I met, uh, I met Frank. What? Uh, huh? Met who? I met Frank. Uh, oh. You know, uh, going to Minnesota. So, like, uh, you know, I don't regret it. But he's right. They shouldn't have moved old feisty Wally uh, to Minnesota. I would have helped them uh, go back to back in '87. If you don't, if you ask me, uh, I'm sorry, '89. Uh, I guess not back to back, but certainly we would have brought the championship home in '89 if Old Wally, if Old Wally was still on the team. In between '87 yeah. and '89, Wally. Yeah, it's fine. You kind of you okay? You look like you're getting a little. I thought you said something about you. You met Lovey Smith or some. I don't know, but that's football, and that's a whole other ball game. Um, I do like football. Yeah. Uh, Lovey, Lovey was good when he was with the Bears. Like I, don't, I, I couldn't believe that he brought those guys to the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. That was pretty crazy with uh-huh. a with a shitty like third string football quarterback. Guy, oh, right? it was awful watching <clears throat> watching Grossman play. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, you know, uh, going to Minnesota was was great because I got to meet uh Frank. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't know what you mean. All right, well, um. Backman was having his worst year ever in Minnesota, hitting two thirty one for the fifth place Twins. Mine's on. You know, I didn't. I didn't mind it yeah. one bit. I didn't mind the the failing. Uh-huh. I didn't because I, I was. I was. You know. I was kind of. Was kind of on wobbly legs uh, in Minnesota, but like, yeah. uh, just just you know. And I, when I say wobbly legs, I don't fucking mean like, oh my legs hurt or this or uh-huh. that or this bullshit. My knees, whatever. No, I'm. I mean like, just. I was just kind of. Walking through life and, you know, enjoying my time with Frank. And, and we were. It's was, it was just really good. It's yeah. really good. It was a little weak in the knees, right? I'm going to give you one more chance. <laughs> one more. One more cutesy bullshit, like, jokey way to try to. 
make it seem like you're smarter than me or you 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 can do do things better than I can or you you think that that you get one up on me mm-hmm. one more time if I pick up on it I'm fucking gone you've lost your privileges it's a big if I didn't even say the word if what the fuck are you talking about you said if I pick up on it Backman bounced around once he left the Twins. He spent 1990 with Pittsburgh and 91 and 92 with Philadelphia and was released by both teams. Before the 1993 season, he signed a minor league deal with Atlanta. Here's old Ted bringing in, but was cut before the season began. It was a real shame. I was looking forward to playing with Atlanta that mm-hmm. year. They were at a hell of a, boy, oh boy, that rotation was really something special back in the uh, the mid nineties, mm-hmm. there, fuck, mm-hmm. fuck. I mean, wh- what can you fucking say about it? Uh, you know, just a murderer's row on that fucking team. Oh, yeah, Max. I was so, old. Yeah. I was old. I don't know what to tell you. You know, I was I was pushing forty at that point. Well, um, that happens to all of us, right? That's what I hear, fucker. That's, that's what I hear, fucker. Um, he caught on with Seattle for ten games, but was released on May seventeenth. Backman retired to Oregon to live with his wife, Sandy, and his four children, but found himself wanting to get into managing. Did you know, at the end of the day, I think what I really missed um, about baseball was being away from my family. Yeah, big family guy, are you? No, 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 no. I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to be, uh, I, you know, I, I'm one of those guys, you know, they called me feisty. I gotta constantly be moving. I gotta be constantly moving, going mm-hmm. this way, going that way. It's the only way I'm happy. And uh, and so, you know, uh, getting into managing and really because of Bobby V, getting into managing was just the the obvious thing. And then, of course, Frankie wanted to be part of it with me as well. And mm-hmm. so we we would hit the road pretty regularly, like pretty much everywhere I went. Frankie was around, even if not in official capacity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We were thick as thieves. You know, you couldn't see one of us without seeing the other. He's like Pat Patterson and Louis Dondero. I don't know what that reference means exactly, uh, but, you know, uh, sure, maybe. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Um, Backman spent his first three managerial years with independent teams. In 1997, he managed the Catskill Cougars of the Northeast League, but could only muster a 3-23 and record. Yeah, look, you know, I as much as I wanted to be really good right off the top, uh, it was very difficult for me to understand the nuances of the game from the managerial side, mm-hmm. right? Um, it took me a while to get into it, and and frankly, once once I got my head wrapped around it, uh, I did a lot better as we went. Yeah, yeah. In nineteen ninety eight, Backman managed the Bend Bandits of the Western Baseball League. Just before spring training, he was bitten on the forehead by a poisonous spider. While recovering, he was hit by a foul tip while standing next to the batting cage, causing more swelling. Despite his travails, his team finished the season in second place at 43-46. and 46. He then spent two years with a bend rival, the Tri-City Posse. Backman finished that stint with an overall 88-92 and 92 record. The Chicago White Sox hired him to manage their Winston-Salem team in the Carolina League. 
Well, I think we'll just bring in Wally Backman and have him manage the Winston Salem team. Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll, you know what? Uh, like I said, I shoot him straight here, but I'll tell you, it's a really good Rangsdorf pal. <laughs> that fucking guy was a real piece of work. I guess he still is, huh? Fuck. Still hanging in there. That fucking guy. See, they're gonna try to build a new stadium in Chicago, like fifteen blocks away from their current stadium. It's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Don't think it's a good idea, do you? Fucking dipshits! If you're gonna move, fucking move. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I hear a lot of people complaining about the neighborhood. It is, and then it's been in the same place for all that time. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. Fifteen blocks is fifteen blocks. What are you fucking doing? Well, they talk about Stupid. they talk about the skyline in the background, like that. Oh, uh, fuck off! It's baseball, not yeah. the fucking beauty pageant. Nobody cares what's on the screen except for the baseball. Fuck you! You know, fucking pricks. I gotta say, from the the pictures and whatnot, it does look like it's kind of in just a sort of shitbox area. I don't know though, but hey, I'm sure Ryan'sdorf will do the right thing. He always does, doesn't he? Fucking prick. Like when he hired you to manage. Well, I mean, there's that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Carolina. Best thing he ever did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck that Michael Jordan guy. He then spent two successful <laughs> years with Double A Birmingham, going 152 and 125 with the Barons. Goddamn right. Hey, speaking of Michael Jordan, he was on the Barons. He sure was. I missed him by just a little bit. Yeah. Oh. He had other things to do. Backman's outspoken personality got him fired, though, for openly campaigning for the job of White Sox manager. Look, at the end of the day, Jerry Manuel was a real piece of shit. Fuck mm-hmm. um, him. Uh, you know, he he was... he. You know what, fuck it, I'm just going to straight up say it. And it's especially timely today. Jerry Manuel was a diversity hire. Oh, okay. Why? Why timely today? All this stuff in the news about diversity hires at places where you shouldn't be doing diversity hires, like airlines and things like that, where oh. the public safety is at risk. You know, uh, equal equal opportunity has done nothing but bring down the quality of our, our college campuses all over the world, uh-huh. and including including in the Ivy League here in the states. Uh, you know, the fact that we're not on a level playing field as it concerns uh, college admissions just. Uh, again, puts fucking white kids at the back of the line. Oh, oh. where um, now? If you don't mind me asking, Wally, where where do you get your um, Ivy League college news? <coughs> Newsmax. We talked. about Oh, this. that's right. I didn't know if there was a different one for college news or whatnot. If uh, you're looking at the Harvard or whatever fucking law review, whatever it's called, you're smarter than I am. I don't know. So, you know, at least you're trending up. That's good. I am smarter than you. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say, I can see why, um, you know, some of those views could be seen as controversial. It's going to be tough for you out there. Diversity hire. Uh, Okay. After the 2004 season, the Mets fired manager, Art Howe. Backman was mentioned as a potential replacement after he led the Lancaster Jethawks of the mm-hmm. California League and Arizona Diamondbacks farm team to an 86-54 and 54 record and being named the Minor League Manager of the Year by Sporting News. Look, at the end of the day, I know how to fire up my boys. 
mm-hmm. right? Whether it's my pitchers, my infielders, Frank, I know how to fire my boys up. You're a leader of men, you're saying. I am. You're goddamn right I am. You're goddamn fucking right I am. A leader of fucking men. There's no one better than me. And, and you know, some people understand that. Some people don't. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's their cross to bear, not mine. Fuck them. That's right. Um, Backman withdrew his name from Mets consideration when the Diamondbacks decided to interview him for their managerial opening. <clears throat> Backman was hired as the Diamondbacks manager on November 1st, 2004, but was fired four days later after the New York Times ran a story about legal issues in the past that he had not disclosed to the Diamondbacks during his interview. His first wife, Maggie, had filed for a restraining order against him. A judge later vacated the order. Backman had also been convicted of drunk driving in January 2001. Mm-hmm. New Year's, maybe? A little? Yep. 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 Uh, so that would have, yeah, no, that would have been 2001, not the millennium. Uh, he was sentenced to a year in jail, but served only one day, and the remainder of the sentence was suspended unless Backman committed another crime within five years. Mm-hmm. On October 7, 2001, Backman was charged with five misdemeanors stemming from an incident involving his second wife, Sandy. Stupid fucking cunt. He again served one day in jail and was placed on an alcohol-free one-year probationary period. Sandy later said the incident was overblown and the idea of Wally hitting me is comical. Well, you know, and that's the thing, right? Uh, uh-huh. it, it, it's it... give me a second. Yeah, no problem. Do we like to raise our voices at each other? Yes. The press likes to call me feisty. Guess what? I married someone just like me. That cunt is as feisty as I am. All right? And we yell at each other and we scream at each other. But guess what? We love hard and we we hate hard. Mm-hmm. Right? And ultimately, just because... God damn it. Just because she can't give me everything I fucking need, she goes off of the deep end. I don't understand... What her fucking problem was that night, it caused me every single piece of problem that I've dealt with ever since. It all comes down to her not being okay. She figured it out. Okay. We're fine. Huh? We're fine. She figured it out and we're fine. Oh, okay. Well. Yep. She got there. Yeah. Eventually she got there and it's fine. Well, you know, we all hope to figure it out in life, don't we? That's the whole point. Um, <clears throat> oh, how profound. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Well, thank you. I try. In February 2003, Backman filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy. The Diamondbacks said they were unaware of any of the issues surrounding Backman. Backman later served 10 days in jail for violating conditions of the 2001 suspended sentence. Backman remained out of baseball until 2007 when he took over the South Georgia Peanuts of the South Coast League. You know, I I uh, I really did enjoy 
my time with with those kids. Um, it, it was never it was never supposed to be anything really except to get me back on the map, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had a lot of fun there. There were a lot of cameras around, so you know, uh, people like to call me feisty. Well, apparently that plays well on television. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, you got a you got a real uh, larger than life personality about you for such a small man. For, I'm sorry. I said you just got a real larger than life personality in a way about you for such a a, a smaller fella, diminutive. What uh, what's small about me? What exactly are you saying? I. Look, I'm 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 just saying um you know, you're you're fine. That's it. You guys something right fucking now. It's not easy to be a fucking champion, all right? It's the hardest fucking thing there is to do. The only way you can be a fucking champion is if you work your fucking ass off. I had two motherfuckers in game 1 in a starting lineup. Two guys that took fucking batting practice. And that's it. You're playing a fucking team that's going to fucking kick the shit out of you if you don't work. Two fucking guys. Are you guys that fucking good? You're not. I'll tell you that right the fuck now. You're not that fucking good. If you don't work for it, you can't get it. I'm sick and fucking tired of it. You guys will fucking, everybody will be here tomorrow at 1 o'clock for batting practice. You'll fucking hit. Pitchers, Jesus fucking Christ. 1 0, 2 0, 2 1, 3 fucking 1. You got the fucking hitters in fastball counts all day long. Fucking wise up. Don't be fucking scared because it looks like you're a bunch of cunts out there the way you're throwing. It's bullshit. It's a fucking team effort. Do it. Get together and be a fucking team. Pick each other up. For God's sakes, not to take fucking batting practice against the fucking team you're going to have to play in the championships. Well, they've got the fucking momentum. If you work for it, you can beat them. But you got to work for it. If you don't work, you're throwing the whole fucking year away. The last fucking week, two of the guys that fucking hit, fucking 39-year-old Desi Wilson, playing the fucking big leagues. You other motherfuckers haven't played in the big leagues. He's 30 fucking nine and he's working still. Kick it in the fucking ass. Buddy, go ahead and say what the fuck you want to say. God damn, Wally, that is just some fucking absolutely inspired shit there, pal. Well, what was I fucking wrong about? Tell me that. <laughs> you are- Tell me what I was wrong about in that entire fucking speech. These guys were dogging it out on the field. Mm-hmm. Why would I not tell them uh, how they were fucking up? That's it. It's my job as their manager to tell them when they're fucking up and when they're not. Mm-hmm. And they were fucking up, pal. Except for Desi Wilson. But he's 39, he was 39 fucking years mm-hmm. old, busting his ass out there. And these kids are acting like it's a, a fucking weekend job at Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. What was it you told your uh, pitching coach to say? Was it say whatever the fuck you want to say to Buddy, him? Buddy can say whatever the fuck yeah. he wants to say. That's yeah. what I told him. Yeah, that's some good shit there, man. All right. Well, his name was Buddy, if that tells you anything about his effectiveness as a manager. Um, trying to think here. Buddy Hackett. I'm not your guy, buddy. Yeah, I was going to say buddy guy, maybe. But, yep, you got okay. it. You, yeah, you, come on. You understand. Um, Move on. If this is what I need to do to get another shot in organized baseball, I'll do it. We, we just heard what he did. And he shared his $40,000 salary with three of his coaches. 
While with the Peanuts, Backman unleashed a memorable on-the-field tantrum. One of his players was ejected for arguing balls and strikes, and Backman emerged from the dugout to protect his player and was thrown out of the game. He then littered the field with... Oh, you got clips there, Wally? Fucking close. What are you talking about? What the fuck do you mean? What am I talking about? Fuck you. 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 Fuck At this point, Wally is is covering home plate with the dirt around home plate. Mm -hmm. Fucking joke right there. That's a fucking joke. Watch that on the film. As you do. And now he's dumping baseballs onto the field. That's right. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Minor league fuck. Well, one more time. You, you know, at the end of the day, what uh, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to fire up my guys, right? Hey. And if, if something's not going our way, mm-hmm. and my role in that moment is to get them fired up by getting mm-hmm. kicked the hell out of the game, yeah. then that's what I'm going to do. Because I give a shit, pal. At the end of the day, that's what I do best is I give a shit. Mm-hmm. Backman's- you know, one could say mm-hmm. Keith Hernandez and I have a lot in common in that regard. One Keith gives a shit too. Mm-hmm. He uh, he he gives it and leaves it. Um, um, as as you stated here, Backman's tenure, um, you were right. You know, with the Peanuts was successful. You uh, your team won the league championship and five Peanuts five. Five of them. Very excited about that. Five peanuts were signed to major league contracts. You're goddamn right. Leader of men. Backman stayed in the independent leagues for 2008, managing the Juliet Jackhammers of the Northern League. It lasted through the mid-2009 when a 24-42 and 42 record got him fired. Backman acknowledged his failure to lead the team, saying the fans in Juliet deserve a winner. I'm disappointed that we could not get the job done. Look, at the end of the day, yeah, I didn't get the job done. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Do you know what that's called? Do you know what it's called when you admit your failures and you take credit for your your successes? You know what it's called? Yeah. Intellectual honesty. Oh, okay. A lot of the opposite going around these days. Yeah. The fucking dipshit in the White House. Yeah. 
lot of intellectual dishonesty in the world. Oh. Me, I'm intellectually honest. I, that's that's exactly where I would have landed after our time together today. Um, but you've told me that. Um, let's see. Before the 2010 season, the Mets brought Backman back into the fold to manage the Brooklyn Cyclones of the New York Penn League. He had not been affiliated with organized baseball since the Arizona firing and quickly addressed the issue. As you do, I take full responsibility for the things I did wrong, Backman said at his introductory press conference, but I want to move forward again and to start here, I think, is a good start for me. The Mets inserted a zero-tolerance clause in his contract. Backman, and they should have. Yeah? Yep. <clears throat> Look, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, um, I uh, I fell short in parts of my life, and I fucking took it, uh, took took it, uh, took took credit, took uh, the blame for it. Yeah, I, I, I took it on my own shoulders, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I just kept moving forward. That's what good. That's what good people do. They keep moving forward. They keep fucking trying because they give a shit. Okay. Backman responded by guiding the team to a league-best 51-24 and record. Brooklyn lost in the playoff finals to Tri-City, but Backman made an impact on the Mets organization. When Jerry Manuel fucking prick. was fired as the Mets manager after a fourth-place finish, Backman was interviewed and considered a finalist, but lost out to Terry Collins instead. A lot of good he fucking did him. Back in fucking beta male, Terry Collins, oh, beta yeah? male, beta male. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You an alpha? Scared of his own right. fucking shadow, Terry Collins. Oh, okay. Um, it's, uh, Backman was promoted to the Binghamton, the Double A Eastern League, for the 2011 season. For 2012, he was promoted to Triple A Buffalo. Um, the team finished 67 and 76, and Backman was his typical outspoken self. He described one of his pitchers as a 4A guy and opine for the major leagues. He has no real swing and miss pitched. So talk a little shit on your guy there, but you know what? You're probably right. In the 2013 Mets uh, switched their AAA affiliation to the Las Vegas 51s, the Pacific Coast League. Backman led that team 81 and 63 to a first place finish, but lost in the playoffs to Salt Lake. In 2014, they finished again with the same 81 and 63 record. Despite losing in the playoffs semifinals again, Backman was named PCL Manager of the Year in 2015. The 51s missed the playoffs. Backman also had a hand in the Mets' success in 2015. The three Mets pitchers who played important roles in the team's March to the World Series, Matt Harvey, Stephen Matz, and Noah Syndergaard, as well as infielder Wemel Flores, played all played for Backman and the Miners. Through the 2015 season, which is when this was written, Backman had a 422-369 and 369 record while managing the Mets' organization. Uh, and as we discussed at the beginning, how uh, Wally's time went from that point on, and his last venture was being uh, parting ways with the Long Island Ducks of the Atlantic League of the Professional or the Atlantic League in October of 2023. 
I'll make no mistake. I'll be back in baseball before you know it. Oh. I'm way too good a manager. I'm too good a manager to not to not be managing, and that's kind of all there is to it. You know, I, I've told I've told Sandy and and Frank on several occasions that you know once I'm seventy, I'll stop doing this thing. But um, I still have a lot of energy left, as you know. I mean, it's been a long hour, hour and a half, or whatever it's been. Um, but uh, we finally got here. I, you know. It, Frank, Frank, and I talk about this often, but mm-hmm. you, you, you got to always remember who you are, you know, because the the world surely will will, will not let you forget it. Mm-hmm. And if you make it your strength, then it can never be your weakness, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the feisty guy. I'm the little guy. Diminutive, I think, is the word that you used earlier. Mm-hmm. You fucking prick. I did, yeah. Um, yeah, I am. I'm the diminutive guy. But you're never gonna fucking forget Wally fucking Backman. You know what else I won't forget? Um, that you've lost your hunting license. Can you speak on that? I mean, how much trouble you got to be in to lose a hunting license? Is that is that too much? Gotcha. I have no comment. No comment on the hunting? Okay. That's fine. I just wanted to ask. It's just a weird thing. You don't come across it every day. I didn't know if you had a, a specific incident that led to it that, you know, maybe. All right. All right. Fine. We can talk. You want to talk it up? You want to talk about it? You want to bring it up? It's up to you. Fucking it's up to you. Gotcha bullshit. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I don't mind. It's fine. Uh, I've I've never hidden from anything else. So why, why, no. why hide from this? No, of course not. When the snows fall and the white winds blow. The lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. Frank and I enjoy a nice hunt, mm. right? Mm. We go out, we we camp, we hang out in the, the deer blinds. Uh, we bring soup or coffee or both. Uh, we make it an early morning or a late night, you know, depending. Uh, sometimes we'll light a fire. Uh, but you not not ones that'll scare folks scare uh, scare the the prey away. Uh, but uh, about uh, five years ago, six years ago, um, we went we went in a a, a larger group, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was myself and Frank, but it was also uh, eight or nine members of the ball club. Mm. right we took them out as uh sort of a team bonding thing right yeah sure frank and i frank and i stayed in the blind and in in what it it could very well have been just a a a, an ill thought out sort of plan but the goal here was essentially then the 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 eight guys that came along with us were going to be the quote unquote prey. Oh god. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is so funny, but okay. And Frank and I were going to hunt, you know, quote unquote hunt them. Yeah. Right? So the 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 goal here was to get the nine, the eight, the nine guys 
to work together as a team out in the wilderness, right? To survive, to work together, to build uh-huh. the team, the 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 camaraderie that you can only really have when you're being hunted. Because you're leading young men. It's what I do. Yeah. Look, sure. you can't argue with my results. No, no. You can, you can argue with a lot, but you can't argue with the fucking the numbers on paper. A slightly over five hundred uh, minor league baseball manager. That's it's absolutely uh, spot on. I can't argue with that. Sorry, I had to blow my nose. No, you're it's fine. A lot of snot. It's a time um, of year. Look, I I, uh, I have a winning record, and my players love me. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, hot. Oh. it just so it just so happens that two of the guys ended up with we were using paintballs. Mm. Sometimes you know a live round made its way in. Oh yeah, yeah. And two of the guys got clipped, sure. and they complained. Yeah, well. And so Frank and I, I, I mean, I don't know why Frank gets the. Gets gets to not be mentioned in the article. He lost mm. his license too. But yeah. I, you know, I mean, who blames him really? I mean, look, we uh, we shouldn't let the <clears throat> the live rounds fall through. They uh-huh. would come through and 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 be there. It was really just supposed to be a paintball thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that'll happen. I appreciate you. Gathers. Yeah. Now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall take no wife, hold no lands, father no children. I shall wear no crowns and win no glory. I shall live and die at my post. I am the sword in the darkness. I am the watcher on the walls. I am the fire that burns against the cold, the light that brings the dawn, the horn that wakes the sleepers, the shield that guards the realms of men. I pledge my life and my honor to the night's watch for this night and for all the nights to come. Ladies and gentlemen, Wally Backman. Piss off, fucko. Thank you, Wally. Wow, Wally. Wally's an interesting cat, huh? Uh, he, he's kind of angry. Wound. Uh, what's this saying? Wound tighter than a six-dollar watch, or something like that. Something. He's a. Uh, but he he gave you no quarter. He, look, <laughs> Holy shit! He he knows what I'm up to. That's all I know. I I know that he knows. Well, now I'm super interested to see this guy in action because I I can't I could was he in the last '86 Mets game that we watched? He should have been batting in the two hole. Okay, yeah. yeah I, then then I vaguely recall him probably, but mm-hmm. I, beyond that, I yeah, uh, we'll probably have. I was, I was kind of trying to think of the best way to to lay it out and get all the proper luminaries, and I think we'll probably have about I think three more visits to our. Our eighty-six bad boys, and that'll between the 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 main player and the the kissers. I think we'll get in everybody of consequence there, and maybe a uh, we gotta get Doc in there somehow. Doc good. Yeah, we'll figure that out as we go. I'm sure, Although but uh, we're gonna watch him pitch again. I think, or I'm, sh- I'm sh- I can't imagine a scenario where we don't watch him pitch again. Um, Next time on the program, we will head to July 22nd, 1986. It is the New York Mets visiting the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Eric Davis, we, who we've talked about on the show before. Not, not, not he, there. He's, he's out. He gets injured the night before, actually. 
Oh, that's yeah. what I heard because I was I was kind of skimming uh, through it, and I think the the announcers were talking about Eric Davis not playing. Yep, he gets hurt or he uh, gets injured the night before, and yeah, because he's replaced in center field by uh, I believe it's, it's Will Venable Senior. There's a Will Venable <laughs> Junior that yep. is probably retired by now, but um, that's his father taking um, his place now. We don't get to see Eric this time, but we'll we'll definitely that motherfucker will get his own show. I can't wait for it, and uh, uh, you all will have to wait for it. But uh, like we talked about earlier, it's about a four and a half hour long game, a little bit of fighting here and mm-hmm. there, whole lot of Wally Backman, a whole lot of Keith Hernandez, um, shitting and pissing and coming and all of that, indulging. Indulging. Mm-hmm. Indulging. That's all next time. Right here. Where else? The whole ball game.